What's going on, everybody? John on here with you. It's time for game two between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's get into the starting lineups. Head coached by Paul Maurice's squad, it's the Florida Panthers. Alexander Barkov, Carter Verhege, Anthony Duclair, Gustav Forsling, and Aaron Eckblad. Sam Bennett, Nick Cousins, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Stahl, Brandon Montour. It's Antoine Lindell, Etoulis to Ryan with Sam Reinhardt. Eric Stahl, Ryan Lumberg, and Colin White will be the back-end forwards with Josh Mahura and Rako Gudis on that third-line side. Big Rob Sergei Bobrovsky will be in net. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, we do have a development, and we were wondering if we were actually going to see this in this question side of it. So head coached by Rod Brendamore's squad, it's Sebastian Howe, Stefan Nason, Seth Jarvis, with Jacob Slavin and Brett Burns. It's Barry Cotney, Jordan Martinuk, and Jesper Foss with Brady Shea and Brett Pesci. Jordan Stahl, Tivo Teravainen, Marty Natchez, Paul Stasny, Jack Drury, and Mackenzie McKecker, but I think it's going to be Derek Stefan on the fourth line side with Ghost, Shane Gossesbear, and Jalen Chatfield. Here's the interesting part, and this is what you would wonder coming off of a 4 OT game. Who leads out the goaltenders in the lineup side of it? Antti Branta is going to get the start there for Freddie Anderson. They're citing a little bit of injury concerns there for Freddie, as we've known that to be about, so they want to just take their precautions. So Antti Ranta will lead in the goal crease here for Game 2, and we will figure out what is going to happen next. So as we're getting in through the National Anthem now, I'm just going to give you the very quick reset. I do have some topics in particular to discuss, whether or not Cooper Hopkins joins in or it's just another solo call on my end. We were going to get to these nonetheless. But in the game one side, Florida won 3-2. to two. I covered that game with you. It was a final in four overtimes. Thankfully, I feel like I'm much recovered from that. I had the off day from Friday. Carolina got goals with Jarvis and Nason in the first and third period. The third period with 3.30 on the power play side. Carolina was 2 for 6. Florida was 0 for 3. The shots on goal in that game ended up being 65 to 60 for Carolina, but the shot attempts were well over 130 on both sides. And for the Panthers, Anthony DeClaire had a wonderful game as he had two primary assists. Barkov and Verhage had a goal and an assist. And Anderson stopped 57 out of 60. Bobrovsky stopped 63 out of 65 as Matthew Kuchuk got the game winner in the fourth overtime with the help of Sam Bennett. So I can't promise you that it's going to be a four-overtime uh, matinee experience with all sorts of intrigue like that. But what I can tell you is we're going to be here for this full call. And then everything, when it's all said and done, will be at hopelesssportsguide.wordpress.com. If Cooper Hopkins does join in, I will definitely get in here. And this will lead into some intrigue and discussion in between the first and second intermissions. Because I do have some news topics to talk about with the Maple Leafs and the Coyotes. Those have been pertinent in the NHL news cycle, so we can hit those during the intermission. After all that stuff between the first and second, if we do go into OT, I will conserve the pipes a little bit because I plan on doing a double dip. So it's going to be this game, and then tomorrow will be the 345, I believe, 330 start on that side of the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. So getting a look at the goaltenders now. Big Bob, 8-2, 243 goals against, 927 save percentage. No shutouts, but Bobrovsky was absolutely brilliant. And on the other end, it's Antti Ranta. His first introduction to the Eastern Conference Finals, 3-2, 259, 906 save percentage with not a shutout to his name in the playoffs so far. So it's a calculated decision there for Rod Brendamore, but something I completely understand because I wasn't going to bring that up myself. When you're playing seven periods of hockey, do you have any thoughts at all 
of going to the other goaltender just in case something goes on. And that doesn't mean Freddie Anderson can't be the backup on this side, but you just want to be able to, you know, dot your T's and cross your I's on that side. So let's figure this out now. This is game two at PNC Arena. John on here with you. Florida's got a one nothing series advantage after a four three two win in quadruple overtime. Is it Slavin sent back around for Sam Bennett? Florida is going to be going left to right in this first period. They're in the road whites with the blue pants. Carolina Hurricanes are in all red going right to left. As here's a slap shot from Brent Burns. This one goes up high. And here's a long flip courtesy of Kachuk. And Ronta will just brush this aside toward the left side. But this will actually fall back from a Kachuk hit. And we'll start again with Jacob Slavin. So Slavin now. And behind his office, again, Auntie Ronta is the goaltender leading everything out. So he's going to get his taste here in the Eastern Conference Finals and we're going to see how that one turns out as this is dumped in. Ratko Gudis will get a chance to spin this one around with Alexander Barkov and now Anthony DeClaire will send it back around for the captaincy Barkov. Verhage will take a look at it as this is near the right side of the boards as this will go back there for Stahl centered out in front for Verhage but this one gets picked up by Tivo and now toward the right side dot it gets turned over again and Florida will be able to chip this one all the way down the left side of the red line as Carolina will get a chance to collect now with Stahl. Stahl now will be the recipient of the pass as he gets across the Embracing Hurricane. And Bob will play this with the goal stick. Leave it here for Racco Gudis, who has one serious playoff beard going on. As this is stick chase there by Anton Lundell. This is going to work out for Carolina. They'll fire it right on Sebastian Ajo. Right off the kick blade scores! Takes an inconceivable bounce! But Carolina will take it! And they're off the board and running here early. 18-17 in the first. That might be Ajo's goal. Maybe even Jalen Chaffield. But it doesn't matter. Carolina will take it. Chaffield is the first to the fist bumps. And on the player's bench. So as this is brushed ahead, Chaffield gets the pass across. Shoots it on Bobrovsky and Chaffield. As the Ajo shot near the right side dot, Chaffield gets a stick on it. And he tips it past Bobrovsky. And Carolina scores the first goal of the game. So you figure you get the energy as soon as the game starts. And Carolina's already on the front foot. It's his first career playoff goal for Jalen Chatfield. And the crowd is immediately into this one. As Jack Drury plays this off the backhand now. And this will be a look here for Shea as he's trying to help alongside with Ghost as they mix the lines. The towels are waving like crazy here at PNC. But here's Brandon Montour. Trying to lead a three on two, and this one gets shot wide to the right side of the goal mouth. Jalen Chatfield scores at 143, his first of the playoffs, his first ever playoff goal for Maho and Stefan Nason. As this is a backhand side off the top of the right crossbar and fired. Picked back up now by Florida. That was Anthony DeClaire that let it fly, and Carolina now will see this fall back to their own end. Here's a chance now for Ghost to so pick this one back up. A serious hit the other way. A Sperry Cotney Emmy got whacked. And now he's on a race to try to go get this one back, but it'll fall to Kachuk. Here's his outlet pass, and toward the right side, trying to look for Sam Bennett. In the high slot, Florida got it. Montour lets it go. Scores! 1-1, and the fireworks start early. Sam Bennett ties it, and it's 17-16. Left to go on the first. It might be Gustav Forsling as well. He might get a tip of it, but it's the... Bar shot off the right bar. Forslin will get a chance now as this gets in between the middle of the slot. The defenseman lets it go. No tip. 
So it is Gustav Forsling. He's going to get the goal, so a pair of defensemen there, Chatfield and Forsling. They'll go back to back, and it's quickly tied at one. And for anyone out there talking about the intriguing of this game, whether it should be Freddie Anderson or not, it was on Tiranta in the second shot he faced. One hits the post, one goes in, and it's tied at one with 17-16 in the first. And we are going to get a check immediately from Rod Brandamore's squad and the Zebras just to see if this one goes off sides. And again, if this is not, then there will be a power play for Florida on that side as well. So there will be a lot to think about on this side. But quickly early, we have two goals potentially on the board. And we will see if this one will hold the latest one from Forsling. So Kachuk made a great pass, is able to get in the offensive zone. And it looks like... This puck is maybe already over. I'm getting the super slow-mo feed from Sportsnet and CBC. This is uh, a rolling puck. I don't think that's even level, but I think it's just offside there for Dennett, it looks like. So this goal should be overturned for the Verhegis, for the Forsling side, and it should be one nothing. So Chatfield should have the only goal, but they're taking a look at it right now in this situation, and that's just what my four eyes were telling me in the beginning, but... Automatically intrigue here early in the first. We will see if Florida's goal will stand. So really the only question now is if Bennett has possession of the puck and he's making a play. That's what we've had before in the playoffs last year to determine whether or not that's going to be an intermittent reason for an offsides. If you don't think he had possession, just kind of skating over there inconsequential that could stand on that end, but I don't think it's going to. I think this is going to be an offsides it's a rolling puck. It's not on a play. It's already over there before Bennett on that side. So I think this is going to be overturned. So what do the Zebras have to say? They are just getting ready for the call and skating to center ice. Offsides. So the four-sling goal does not count. And Carolina is back out in front, one nothing, with 17-16 left to go in the first. As the fans are loving it, again, I don't know if we're going to see the same guy in the uh, fourth overtime with the beer in the Skittles. That was a good picture on that side from one of the Carolina Hurricanes fans. But everybody else that's here right now, PNC is excited because Carolina's back out in front as the goal is overturned. It's offside. Rod Brandamore wins the challenge, so he gets to keep it and will be square. Instead of 17-16, the first will go to 17-23 and reset that score clock, and we will start again. John Under with you for Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. It's Florida with a 1-0 series lead. Matthew Kachuk scored the game-winning goal in the fourth overtime, and I was just happy to be able to uh, keep those pipes and everything else long enough to get the game going. Now we're going to put it back at 17-19. As we get set to do the draw again, it'll be Stasny with Barkov. And this will be an opportunity now to go ahead and win it. As this is picked up, shot right down, and Carolina is offside. So a little bit of play with a high stick with a combination play of stall as well. As they're showing Freddie Anderson... 57 saves in Game 1 versus Florida in the loss. It was a franchise playoff record. He's got the baseball cap on right now, but we'll see for how long. Is he going to get the complete day off, and how is Auntie Ranta going to do? That's the main question and storyline going into Game 2. Will Carolina bounce back and tie the series at 1? And whether or not you think you know losing a game like that is much easier to do so in Game 1 in comparison to a Game 4 or Game 5 maybe on that side. 
as this is picked up off the backhand and an opportunity for shake so clear this one down around the end boards as this will be spent back around Thibaut Teravine and tries to throw it out in front and this will be recollected off the slap shot and here's a long one there for Pesci and Bobrovsky finds it and he holds on it's Carolina's fourth shot to Florida's one again Florida's goal with four slings been called back and when we get back into the commercial break I'll type in what's available as far as the notes Bobrovsky 63 saves in game one tenth most saves as far as NHL playoff history Corpusalo again was in the 80-something performance there for the Columbus Blue Jackets as Alex Lyon has got the baseball cap on again for Alex in that month and a half run for Florida he was hot just to help this team get into the postseason and if they were in the West and Calgary was in the East they'd be in the postseason right now they'd be playing against Carolina as this is picked up off the backhand now Anton Lundell will spin this back around the kick plate as this gets picked up by Sam Reinhardt Sam Reinhardt will spin and he told us to Reinen We'll get this one back now near the right side of the red line. It'll be an opportunity for Florida to throw this out toward the right side dot. And they are going to want to delay a game penalty as Florida. And I think they might get one there for Ghost. I think he's going to go take a seat as this was last touched off his stick. So he's going to the box. Florida will get their fourth power play of the series. Carolina has six. It'll be the first power play of the game. Florida was 0 for 3 in game 1. Carolina was 2-4-6. So Ghost gets a delay of game for shooting the puck over the glass. And Florida gets the power play. That's good for them. Even having a goal negated on that end being rescinded. It's Kachuk, Barkov, Bennett, Reinhardt, and Montour on the ice. As Barkov can't win it. This will go back to Brent Burns. And this bounces off a of Florida body. But this will be a chance for Jordan Stahl off the backhand. Power move to the net. Bobrovsky with a good save. And now Florida will get a chance to start again left to right. They go for an outstretch pass. It's a little bit too far there for Kachuk. Kachuk will try to get something going as Brent Burns attempted to clear the puck down the ice, but a stick shaft broke in half. So now Brandon Montour has it and will send it back as Florida will look to acquiesce again left to right. They're in the road whites with the blue pants. 25% are the Panthers' power play in these playoffs. As it's easily intercepted toward the right side line, it's Sebastian Ajo. He'll pull up, will gain the entry off the windmill. Long shot in, big save by Bobrovsky, and the rebound he had to brush it aside with the left pad as he gave up a rebound there from a long shot. Now Reinhardt will gain the entry off the backhand. He'll try to spin, good thievery. The other way for Seth Jarvis, and he'll just calmly throw this down. So Carolina off to a wonderful start in this game. They're out shooting Florida 6-1. to one. This looks more like the third period of game one on this side where they were out on the front foot getting a ton of chances again Florida on the power play they have yet to get started they will keep in off of a failed clear as this is a chance now for Montour we'll set this back around Montour will get in they'll play catch here with Carter Verhege as he backhands this and toward behind the net Matthew Kachuk has his bounce between his skates and the broken stick shaft of Brent Burns this is near the left side of the dock as this is picked up now for Carolina they'll flip this one down easily this will touch the stick of Bobrovsky he'll make a long pass he'll pick it up across the Canes logo turned over here's a chance for Stone cutting right in two saves by Bobrovsky as he robbed Jordan Martinuk so four short-handed saves by Sergei Bobrovsky Florida doesn't get scored on on their power play attempt but I think that should be the least of their worries they wanted to get something going on their power play 
But Bobrovsky's had to stand tall. My goodness. So Jordan Stahl's been all over this game from the very beginning of it as Bobrovsky. We'll take a look. So, again, no rest for the wicked or the weary on that side. As this will go back for Shea. This one gets blocked. Picked up now again for Drury. Here's a long shot that goes up the left pad. Closed the five hole for Bob. And now Carolina's got it. Chance for Shea again. Fired right on. This goes up the stick of Bobrovsky. He's made nine saves already. But this is still behind the net now for Carolina. They are buzzing. And they had about four shots. Here's another chance. Backhand. Big rebound. And that was Racco Gudis tying up one of the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe that was Tivo Teravainen as they try to backhand this out in front of the slot. Florida just under siege right now. Trying to get this into the neutral zone. And they will with Antoine Lundell. The shots free 10 to 1. This is all Carolina. As Stasny will send this back here. And start a game with Jacob Slavin. Here's an outstretched pass as Brent Burns will get a camera isolated on him. And this will be picked up by Aaron Eckblad off the backhand. Nice kick as Carolina can set this back up into the neutral zone. Jacob Slavin off of a long clearing. And this will bounce away from Ekblad as one of the Panthers gets knocked down on his heavily padded wallet. This is sent back in. Nason will find it. Good keep in. Here's a slap shot for Burns off a of one knee. That was saved by Bobrovsky as well. This is still near the right side of the red line. This is all Canes right now. It's one nothing. Florida would have a goal on the other side for Forsling, but that got rescinded off an offside. The shots are 12-1. As this is recollected now, Slavin gets this in. It's Carolina's back on it. Sebastian, oh, with a quick fire. And this actually brushes Bobrovsky in the mask. And I think they might get a stop because the back end of his helmet, as far as the stitching and the straps, came off. Everybody waving the towels at PNC. We're going to take a break. 12 shots to 1 for Carolina. Sebastian Ajo and does the latches of Bobrovsky's helmet. As we go to break it, ring him right in the face. So let's bring it back into the play-by-play. -play. About 12.40 left to go on the first as Mark Stahl will finish his hit on the Florida side. Again, you have Jordan Stahl on Carolina alongside Eric Stahl with the fourth line of Florida. So at least one of the brothers is going to be going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Here's another chance, and this one's brushed aside. There was a chance there for Brett Pesci to fire one right on, and it was saved by Bobrovsky one more time. So already, I'll just tell you this, within the first commercial break, that was at 13 minutes, the shots read 12-1 to for Carolina. Jalen Sheffield scored at 143 and a tip for Maho with a chance in the left faceoff circle. About a minute after from a combination play by Kachuk and Bennett, offside on a four-sling goal. Ronta's got the start in net. That's your reset so far, as I appreciate anyone that joins in between Twitter spaces and the YouTube side at John Reinock, as this is sent back in now. And played in off the backhand. Nason tried to get this one with Jesper Faust. Martinuk throws the body near the right side as some hands will go in the air at PNC Arena. Just trying to get the wave in the middle of our camera feeds at CBC and Sportsnet. That's where I'm following along right now. Racco Gudis is getting absolutely upended. He's got a knee on the puck right now and he's just taking punishment. As this is trying to get pride loose there by Sam Bennett. And now picked up by Martinuk off the backhand and a hand is in the air. It's going to be a cross-check call. A uh, hooking call. I think this might go against Matthew Kachuk. So Florida, they're going to start the same way they did in the first game. And what I mean by this, this will go against Bennett. We don't know if this is going to be a double minor or not just yet, but it's going to be a little bit of a chop. So Bennett's in there in the right side of the boards, the right circle. He gets a hold on that side, no doubt about it. That's easily got to be called. That just doesn't make much sense. But Florida 
They had three penalties in the first period of game one. They got two penalties right now. It's a hold as this is picked up here. Nice play from Burns off the drop as Aho will spin this back around. Now Burns, here's a bomb and a great save by Bobrovsky. There was a good screen in front by provided by Seth Jarvis. And the shot's on goal. I kid you not. With 11.46 left to go in this first are 14-1 to for Carolina. And they already had their second power play of the game. Jalen Chatfield's got the lone goal. Forsling thought he had one, but an offside call against Sam Bennett took that one away. Sam Reinhardt set to take this draw right now against Sebastian Ajo. Canes on their second power play of the game. John Under with you. I'm your play-by-play, -play, man. As this is picked up now by the jerseys in red, sent back around for Bent Burns. We'll make the cross pass, and the defensive partner sent back around now. This is a chance for Jarvis. He'll leave it here for Burns. Here comes the bomb. Jarvis lets it go. It spins around the kick plate, and now Burns. Burns will shoot the wrist for this. Goes off the left side of the wall. Seth Jarvis will collect off his backhand, the left-hander. Trying to pry this loose as I believe Martinuk is getting worked over as well. Sebastian Ajo is uh, providing some relief there as far as digging the puck out. This will go back. Here's a chance for Burns again. And this one goes off the outside of the cage. As the shots continue, Marty Natchez leaves it here for Burns. Natchez has it as he will hold near the right side of the wall. Natchez, patient, trying to work this thing in behind the net. He's got all sorts of traffic around him. Try to bank it in behind the cage of Bobrovsky. But now a long flip. Burns tries to hold it in. He tries to get it off of a bended one knee. And this will be a spinning puck. We'll go back here for Ghost. And the Hurricanes about 21% of the par play in these playoffs. They have their second par play. This is fired in. This one goes wide. We'll get the race for it. Racco Gudis trying to locate it. And this bounces off a Carolina stick. This will stay an offensive zone draw here for Carolina, no penalty against Florida. So here's a set play off the dump, and again, from Carolina, they like to do that. The dump and chase is the way they play. They don't like to carry the puck in too much. And for Florida on that side, they will get some carry in time, and they will work behind the net. So dump and chase for Carolina, working behind the net for Florida. We will see what that creates, because if both teams continue to play some good defense, you can get some elongated games like we had in game over the quad overtime. As this is a chance now for Drury, as this is wrapped around the net, and Yasperi Kotniemi picks it up now off the back end. There's another broken stick, but Shane Gossespair will get it. Kotniemi leaves it here for Jack Drury. He can walk right in and shoot. Good five-hole stop there for Sergei Bobrovsky with the left pad as it goes back to Ghost. Here's a ripper of a one-timer, and Bobrovsky has been unbelievable so far in this first. He's got 16 shots against them. And now this is just halfway through the first. As this is picked up now off the backhand, it's Jesper Faust. Has it now near the left side of the red line as he's being worked over there. Racco Gudis trying to pry this one loose. Carolina can't hold it. And now Gostaspare will race. And behind his own end, he'll just play the backhand. Set this back up for the defensive partner on that side of Brady Shea. And Auntie Ranta will take a look. Ranta has only had to stop one shot. Sergei Bobrovsky... 16 already as this one goes up into the netting. 9.28 left to go in the first. We step aside for a commercial break. The score might read 1, but Carolina, they've looked good so far. Come right back. So it gets brushed aside as we return back underneath the action here. Auntie Ranta will hit this with a stick. It's not going to count as a shot. It was just a rolling puck as Martinuk will spin this back around. 
And this will be picked up into the neutral zone now. Cleared in by Jordan Martinook as Mark Stahl will take a look at it for the Florida Panthers again. They'll be happy, I think, at this point with 8.59 left to go as this goes into the bench. I don't think this is going to be another penalty. If we get another delay game, I think that's going to be absolutely incredible against Carolina. But I think this just goes into the bench and the crowd on that side. But if Florida can get to this only down one, considering it's 17-2 to two now on the shots on goal, I think you, you have to take it. It's been another slow start as far as some of those penalties. But what they did in game two was they scored two unanswered goals in the second period and went to a nascent goal of 3.30 in the third on that side of tie to two before going to a quad OT. So Marty Natchez will go ahead and take this one against Alexander Barkov, the captain C for Florida. Natchez will get a chance to win it as this goes to Brent Burns, but he has to dump this in for the neutral zone. This here's a long outstretch pass. It's going to work out here for Florida, but Carter Verhagen got to buy some time. Anthony Duclair, here's a sweet-looking opportunity there for Montour as this just goes in between the blue paint and out the other side, all the way down the ice is Mark Stahl. Again, he just turns it over. I don't understand sometimes. He gets off to that slow start, wants to use the body to hold on the puck. He needs to play this a little quicker because Thibaut Teravainen fired one right on and Bobrovsky made the save, but that is a play that just shouldn't happen, and I've seen Mark Stahl do that a couple times. I understand he's playing on the third line D, He's nothing more than that at this time as far as a bottom six defenseman. But when you have nobody in front of you for uh, about six, seven seconds and you slow up and you brace for contact instead of making a pass the other way, that just doesn't make any sense. So it's going to be an offensive zone draw for Carolina. Shots are 18-2 to two with 8.28 left to go in the first. That shot's on goal, not just shots. As this is flipped in now for Jalen Sheffield, he's got his first of the Playoffs in general and postseason in general. As this will be knocked off of one of the Carolina Hurricanes sticks, but they will flip this one down the ice. This may have enough gasoline to go for icing, but Josh Mahura is going to negate it himself. As Mason was throwing a body contract, and there was a little bit of a sense of uh, urgency there for Florida to get this out of their own end as Racco Gudis will send this one around for Mahura as this gets picked off now. Jack Drury trying to ride the right side of the wall just to go ahead and get a piece of this puck. As Let's Go Kane's chants are happening at PNC Arena, Mahura getting untangled with then Goss Bear, and he's just throwing some cross checks as this is in the offensive end now. And toward the right side, Ryan Lumberg will get a chance as here's a slap shot. This will flutter up in the air. It'll be a race for Lumberg trying to find it in between escape blades. Florida just desperate to keep it in the offensive end. But Carolina has it now. It'll be a delayed offside against Florida. So they'll just go ahead and take their changes. While Jacob Slavin will essentially take a timeout in behind the cage of Auntie Bronta. Again, he's your game two starter. It decided with Rod Brendamore, he's going to go ahead and let Freddie Anderson go ahead and take a little bit of a rest. He might get the whole night off before they go back to him in game three when they go back to FLA Live Arena. No matter where the series is. That's what I would imagine at least. As you got seven minutes left to go in the first, Bennett will fire this all the way around. And this will be an opportunity now. Slave it off the reverse hit. And this punishes Brett Burns. Bounces out in front. Florida had an opportunity that came out of nowhere. The camera cut late. As this is recollecting now for Nick Cousins. He'll get this across the right side wall. Here's a couple of chances. Ronta, he's down. And Bennett fires it off the left side of the crossbar off the post. Here's another chance for Florida. As they conceivably start firing machine gun rounds at the net right now. Here's Matthew Kachuk. 
As this is sent back around, but recollected now by Slavin. As the voice register can go back down just a beat, Brent Burns with an outstretched pass, and this will still be in play. So Bennett off the left of the post, I believe, is when it went to the net, Kachuk just drove there like a Mack truck, and this will pick up back now for Verhege. Here's a chance now off the spin, knocks Barkov off the puck. I think he just slipped on a banana peel, unbeknownst to him. As this is sent in now for Brady Shea, Stahl will take a look at it. Montour also out there as well, and good interception there by Anthony Duclair. This could be a two-on-two. Two. Here's a sauce pass back in. It's the post for Montour, and he's got it again. Two posts. Auntie Ranta, this one is saved into the catching glove. Two times right side, do me right, on the doors by the post. <laughs> and he gets it done, Auntie Ranta. He gets some help. And Brent Burns and Slavin collide. And all of a sudden, that just opens up chances. Kachuk was down. Bennett fires, hits the top of the lip of the crossbar. And then a backhand hits the left side of the crossbar. Double crosses as we go to break. A team in playoff history with a seven-game road winning streak. That is the Florida Panthers right now as they're trying to take a 2-0 series lead. Again, they were on the front foot of the last action before we went into break as the shots now read 19-4. After a long shot at Kachuk drive to the net, it was an opportunity there for Bennett hit the top of the crossbar, and then another one for Montour at the left side of the crossbar as this shot goes up into the netting and on a play. So Ranta, he's been introduced as the Game 2 starter. He was the one leading it out. Carolina, four straight Game 2 wins, 13-3 and all-time at home in Game 2, as Carolina is looking to even the series at a game apiece. Sebastian Ajo will get set to take the draw right now, as this will go back to Florida. Montour's got it. Lindell will spin around this. He takes a spill to his Brandon Montour, but this is near the right side. As this is played in off the backhand now, Reinhardt trying to provide a check with Stahl out there as well. And this will be a race back here for Mark Stahl, as hopefully he'll try to play with a little more speed and not turn this over. Well, this ends up bobbling back to his own defenseman on the other side. As gaining the entry there was Verhage. He'll take a hit, Lindell will take a look at it as well with the stick as Jarvis gets brushed away with some body contact. And Sam Reinhardt flip this back around for Ghost and now Jalen Chatfield who's got the lone goal. Florida able to intercept nicely, keep this in, work this in the high slot off a couple of skates. Backhand opportunity but lost it in between the twig I think was Lindell. And this will be sent back down here for Florida defense, and they will start again with Josh Mahura as they'll dump this in across the red line now. Again, left to right with the white shirts and the blue pants. Colin White, the fourth line out there for Paul Maurice's squad, attempted a wraparound, but this one gets blocked by Brent Burns. So has got about 4.15 left to go in this first period. John on here, I'm your play-by-play -play man here for Game 2. We covered Game 1 and Game 2, so I feel pretty good after, like I said, I'm able to cover either one of these two teams in the playoffs, and then we get a four-overtime game in Game 1. As this is sent back, stolen. Here's for Carolina. Off the back pass, scores! Off the top of the crossbar and in! It's the fourth line for Carolina, and they strike. It's 2-0, Racco Gunis with a giveaway, and he might be hurt. Jack Drury gets the goal, and Carolina is up by a pair. So they're going to have to check here with Racco Gunis, 
and they might be checking on the iPad side for Florida just in case maybe they're looking at an offside. So Colin White, he gets dumped down on his own end. Here's a chip for the puck now. Racco Gudis tries to backhand and can't get it out. A dropper in the middle of a circle for Drury and a beautiful shot. He caught Bobrovsky on one side. He goes to the left post as Bobrovsky goes to the right. Perfect roof, and it's 2-0. And we are going to get a coach's challenge on Paul Maurice's side. Are we going to get two offsides goals in one period? Can this go back to a one-goal game? Because if Florida had one goal for them, they could take one of Carolina's away and essentially put this to a one-goal game again. So it was Racco Gudis, nonetheless, that tried to clear it near the left side of the blue line. He couldn't do so. As this bounced off Stasny. And this is going to be tough because it's Gudis to turn it over. And uh, Kenzie McEachern, he's on the fourth line side. So McEachern is going to get a primary assist if this one's going to count. So they ended up scratching one on one side and not the other. So they put in McEachern in exchange for Derek Stefan. And again, probably Derek Stefan, a little bit of those older legs. He's just going to get a break. Maybe they'll go to Stefan in game three when they go back to FLA Live. We'll see how that one goes because Freddie Anderson's not in goal and Derek Stefan is not on the fourth line. As this is played in off the backhand, this bounces off Racco Gudis. And I'm not sure we're going to see this one go off of Carolina. This bounces in offsides. So two offsides in one period, and we go back to one nothing. So both coaches, Rod Brendamore and Paul Maurice, we didn't get that secondary look until late. And I would have told you if I would have got that earlier, I would have said offside. So I was right on one call. I didn't get to see the other one right away. But it's still one nothing Carolina. This could be a 1-1 game, or this could be a 2-1 game, if everything counted. But nonetheless, it's still a one-goal game. It's just one nothing. As this is sent back in here, Serraco Gudis will essentially dodge a bullet. But Florida has got to deal with an icing. The shots are 20-4 to four shots on goal. Carolina is out on the front foot of that side. As we have just over four minutes left to go in the first period. It's a much different game now. That you can go ahead and challenge offsides for goals. Because we'd already be on the uh, lot more goals than we would have expected. At least 2-1. Uh, to one. It would still be a one goal difference nonetheless. But it's officially one nothing. Here's a... Face-off off the tie-up. It was controlled by Carolina for a moment, but Florida will get it now. As they'll pick this up across the blue, and Carolina goes a little bit too far as they get a pushing and shoving in there with Mahura on that side and Montour, and they'll have some words in between Florida and Carolina because Seth Jarvis was there as well, but we'll do it again in the neutral zone. 3.50 left to go in the first. So, yeah, I mean, Mackenzie McEachern, you can go ahead and say this right now. In the playoffs in five games played, he's got a goal, he's got an assist, two points. He would have had a primary that got taken off the board, but pretty good for the fourth liner. This side is Yusperi Kotaniemi, thought it was going to bounce to him. Instead, this will go to the right side blue line, as this is played in by Aaron Ekblad. He'll work this in off the window. Florida will be able to get this out. And now Brett Pesci will have to turn around and pick it up here for Carolina. Pesci will sidestep Sam Bennett, and he'll use the net as a crutch there just to make sure that he can't get any assailants next to him trying to steal the puck before it's an opportunity for Martinuk. He tried to send it off the outside of the cage and find a Yusperi Kotniemi sitting right out in front by his lonesome. And now here's Aaron Ekblad. 
Able to stay on side with a two-on-one shovel. And Antti Ranta makes the save. He's got to get back in the goal crease. But he is able to glove this one down with the right side of the crease from an Anthony DeClaire backhand attempt. And it'll be Florida with the offensive zone faceoff upcoming with three minutes exactly left to go here. John, I'm here with you on the Sportsnet feed on the CBC side as Antti Ranta didn't know where the puck was. He was near the right side of the crease, and that five-hole was just wide open. If there was any sort of Florida stick there, they probably could have poked that one right in. So 20-5, to five, at least uh, every one out of four opportunities. That's what the shots on goal right now. But then they just updated for six for Florida. He's used it off the window as Brent Burns. But this is gloved down with the hand as Maher will play this into an open area near the right side of the red one. And go back here for Big Bob. Montour quickly with the backhand pass to try to find Anthony Declare alongside Alexander Barkov. Again, Barkov, the Declare Verhege line was really good in game one as they combined for two points apiece on both sides. Declare had two assists. A goal and assist for Barkov and Verhege as this one is sent back down for Carolina. This will not be iced. It'll be too far on that side. So Brent Burns will have to go ahead and recollect. <clears throat> right to left in this first period as this is dumped in off the backhand. Sergei Bobrovsky will stop this with the goal stick and he'll hold on. The one thing I like about Sergei Bobrovsky on this side for the Russian wall is when he doesn't see something, he'll just go ahead and hold on to the puck and he'll expect that his team goes ahead and gets some draws. He's not going to be careless with playing the puck. He's going to play it old school on that side. If I don't see anything, I'm just going to hold it and make the safe play. And I like that. And again, when you had the multiple OTs on that side, and between Anderson, who was the goalie of Game 1, and Bobrovsky, still in Game 1 and Game 2, what did both of those goaltenders do? They stayed patient. They made the right play. As this is sent back around now, Aho will try to find it as Reinhardt gets brushed off the puck, but this will be Josh Mahura. Off the window, it'll be a race against Jalen Chatfield. Itulos to Reinhardt will find it. He'll actually pick it up off the left-hand side and near the right side dot as this is sent back in for... Rako Gudis, again, his play, as he tried to backhand it, it was a fail clear, but it was determined to be Mackenzie McKecker and offsides when they set up Jack Drury for what they thought was a goal. Jalen Chatfield, send this back the other way. Here's a stretch pass that's going to work out for Sebastian Ajo. He'll go for the windmill deke, but Josh Mahura will cancel him off, and now Sam Reinhardt will play this one back. It's dangerous, and it's very contested. And Sebastian Ajo will essentially get this into the neutral zone. And the top line for Rod Brandemore's squad will take a change as they'll peel back with uh, Shea and Pesci. The second line defensive combination that's one of the best in the NHL. And they're just on the second line. As this is Jesperi Kotniemi. Send this back in the high slot. Good block there by Florida. As we'll try to get this one the other way. Carter Verhege with a long flip. We'll take a look there alongside Sam Bennett with Matthew Kuchuk. It's a chance for Aaron Ekblad. Five-hole chance gets canceled off by Antti Ranta. And this bounces off of Kane. This might be an opportunity for the Panthers to keep something going here as Verkagan got taken down. Kachuk did by Shea. He's being held near the left side glass. And now Gustav Forsling will pick it back up alongside Aaron Ekblad. Forsling's flipper of a pass will be set up here for Verhagen. And he'll just backhand this one in. This will be an opportunity now for Bennett. Bennett, he's worked over now toward the... Three different Carolina Hurricanes as Alexander Barkov has got it with Declare. This is sent back in. Here comes a fake slapper around the end boards for Montour. McClare still with it with Declare. We'll send this back down. Here's a chance. This one gets blocked out in front before it ever hits Ranta. As we're down to 15 seconds left to go in the first. 
But is this going to be ice? No, this will be a long slap shot. Florida might have something here. They're going to get to the neutral zone in five seconds. Played off the backhand down to three. Got to fire it right on. Big slap shot. Good save. And that was Montour at triple digits. Let that one go. But that is going to end the first period. Carolina still got a one nothing advantage. I'm going to put the recorder on for this side because I'm going to go ahead and get in the first period uh, intermission discussion. And this will be something that I can add in there. And maybe if Cooper listens to it later, we can talk about whenever he does join in, if he does. So let's talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs in our first intermission discussion on that side. So here's the news cycle over the last couple days. When you're thinking about the situation between Kyle Dubas, the GM, and the president of operations and Brendan Shanahan, you knew it was a package deal on that side. Again, Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas, that's a package deal. They bring Dubas in there. He was the youngest GM in the league at the time, and he still is right now. Again, I'm 36 years of age, and Kyle Dubas is just a year older than I am. And no longer is he the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but he's been there for almost about a decade in the terms of an assistant GM role, a GM role. So he goes out a couple days ago. So this is not even the end of the not even the end of the week on that side. <clears throat> but he goes out a couple days ago and says this. I'm not sure. And again, you got to credit Chris Johnston with a lot of the reporting on this side for the Maple Leafs on that end because he was exactly right. But what the reporters asked him. He goes, I'm not sure if I want to be the GM of the Maple Leafs on this set. I, I don't know where my uh, allegiances lie with the family. we got to have uh, talks and discussions about all this. It's a very stressful job, and there's a lot of things that go into it, so I would be doing them a disservice if I didn't have a discussion with them, and I want to make sure that we get everything all squared away before I go ahead and take the next step. He was very forthright, Kyle Dubas, as far as going ahead and making the decisions and everything else that he wanted to talk about. And you can make the argument of this and say, look, whether or not that was the right thing for Dubas to do, again, as a journalist on myself on that side, I'm very uh, happy to be able to hear some of those comments because, look, we're getting an inside look on someone that's telling you honestly the way that they feel, telling you the stresses that are everything else involved in the job and uh, not being sure about everything else like that. But here's where the problems come in. And this isn't because Brendan Shanahan ended up making the move. A couple days later, when everybody goes out there to clean the locker rooms and you have the meetings and everything else like that, Brendan Shanahan comes in and he flat out says everything that was going on with Dubas. He goes, I tried to have a meeting with all that stuff. I couldn't get a hold of Kyle on that end. And then he ended up exchanging an email with me a little bit later and said that his agent would go ahead and call on that side. And his agent did go ahead and call and we had some discussions and we figured out a new contract and we wanted to get everything squared away. And Brendan Shannon also said this, I want to make it very clear on that side in between the trades that Kyle has made this year, in between some of the other moves, in between uh, winning a round for the first time since 2004, we were automatically prepared going into the 2023-2024 season to offer Kyle Dubas a contract. It's already on the table. And the only reason it was turned down was a couple days later. I went ahead. I got a chance. I couldn't really get a hold of Kyle once again. I saw what was on the table, and I made the decision to go ahead and change course and move things around the other way. And now we're in the midst of trying to find a GM. And uh, look, he goes, I understand the pressure, as Brennan Shanahan says, if Going through and having a stressful job, I really wanted Kyle Dubas to be here. He's done a good job in his tenure. I understand the pressure of trying to keep everything together in the core four. But when he goes out 
he lays all these things out to me, and again, this is verbatim, but he goes out, lays all these things out to me, and says, look, I'm not sure if I want to be here, then I can't really get a hold of him, then I have to get and talk through his agent, and then when I do get a hold of Dubas, he goes ahead and sends me an email, and when everything is not quite sure, I'm going to go ahead and rescind this offer, and we're going to have to take business and do some things elsewhere. Look, you might not like the opportunity if you're a Maple Leafs fan on that side for Brendan Shannon being able to make the hiring and firings, considering he's part of the Dubas part of it. But look, you have to also think about it this way. Not only are the NHL playoffs still going on, but when you think about it, when it's all said and done, what do you have in front of you if you're the Carolina Hurricanes? I could also say if Cooper Hopkins was in here, what do the Calgary Flames have in front of them minus Brad Tree Living? They don't have a GM on that side. They have to figure things out. But what do you have in front of you? You have contract negotiations that have to be figured out with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. That's got to get done on that side because you have to figure out at this point if you are no longer Kyle Dubas, but whoever else, whether between the capologists and Brandon Pridham, he might be the guy that will be the GM because he was doing wizardry and trying to keep this team together because you got to figure out if you're going to keep Matthews signed, if you're going to keep Marner signed, you already know going into this 2004, the first time they won the playoff series, that when you have uh, Wooly Nylander or John Tavares or Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews or even Morgan Riley, who's got an $80 million deal on defense, <clears throat> you can say a few things on the side of Kyle Dubas and say, yeah, they won their playoff series, but these guys have been together for a long time and we need to go ahead and make some changes. Who's to say the next GM goes in? He wants to go ahead and make some changes. If I'm Austin Matthews or I'm Mitch Marner, I might not like the next GM that goes in. So you got to go ahead if you're Brendan Shanahan, if you're non committal on that said, a little flaky there for Kyle Dubas, and it's understandable in some of the reasons that we discussed. you got a business to attend to. And about five or six weeks from now, you're going to have to make the hard decisions as far as contracts, entry drafts, free agency, path moving forward, what the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be after that. There's a lot of questions to be asked on that side. So if you're not sure, Brendan Shanahan's got to go ahead and make that move. You can't really blame him on that side, can you? And you really have to wonder what is the next move for the Maple Leafs because let's think about it. There's a couple things. Kyle Dubas has been excellent, I think, as far as the GM because, look, I'll, I'll say this on this side. You could talk about certain things you don't like, and I didn't like with Ken Allen on the Red Wings side when you're going in and extending Darren Helm or Jer Jonathan Erickson or Justin Applegate because those are players were well behind their prime. But when you're going in and extending uh, Marner, uh, Nylander, Matthews, those are guys that you extended a little too soon, so you lost maybe two years that you could have got that maybe people upset. But Dubas got everything locked in. He got all those guys signed, and he said, look, I promise you that we're not trading you. You're our pieces going forward, and we're going to try to do the best we can to win with you and work with you and give you everything you need. And as a 36-year-old GM that is already, well, 37, being in the pressure cooker, now looking for a new job, you also have Dubas on the back end saying, well, you've been loyal to the core four here on this side. I think loyalty pays a, a big price, and when you're going in there for your new job, Players will look on that and see that he was very friendly to as far as all these players, and he might get some good looks on that side, whether it's Calgary, whether it's Pittsburgh, or whatever is going to open up again for Kyle Dubas. I think he'll be fine, and he's going to land right on his feet. But if you're the Maple Leafs, and you're thinking about Brendan Shanahan, and you know you had to make the move, because again, five, six weeks, you're dealing with drafts, contracts, 
everything else free agency, you know he's got to make the move. And if you know Dubas isn't going to be there, you got to do what you got to do. But if you're Toronto, I'm just wondering, did you have a backup plan? And are you totally comfortable about what's happening next? But those are just my thoughts. You let me know what you think at Facebook.com, at John Reynott, Twitter at the same, at uh, YouTube side, anyone that's following along. That was just my first period thoughts as we talked about Kyle Dubas, Brandon Shannon, and the Toronto Maple Leafs GM situation. And then when we get into the second period, I will give you the play-by-play in between the Hurricanes and the Panthers. So very cool for Kyle Bukowskis on the CBC side to report on it. When he go ahead and played the college hockey side and the Notre Dame side, it was a five-overtime game for Brandon Montour. So he's no stranger to long games on this end. It was a four-overtime marathon that was won by his teammate and Matthew Kachuk as the Panthers have a one nothing series lead. Right now it's Carolina with a one-goal lead as it's a goal for Jalen Sheffield, a minute 37 in. There was two goals that were called back on both sides. So we will see what happens here for this game, too. And I will be back with you as soon as tomorrow. Once all this stuff is done, it's going to be game two in between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. This game will be at T-Mobile. Vegas won the first game 4-3 to three in overtime, so these conference finals have been no stranger to overtimes, but we're underway now with the second period. Puck drop is on to Ronta. We'll get a chance to go ahead and touch this with a stick. The shot attempts are 27-21. As this is immediately sent down, and this will be a hybrid icing against the Canes. So they shouldn't have to worry about a change too much. Just 1948 left to go in the second. Again, I will be here with both of the games on the weekend side, and then Cooper Hopkins and I might try to get at least uh, one game during the weekday side of it, because whether or not the Waterford Sharks and the local assignment, if they tie or at least go to a 2-2 in the uh, Sunday side, I'll have to cover a game five, as we will do this draw again. So if I have to cover a game five next week on the local assignment, then uh, that's going to take my Saturday availability and throw it out the window. But we will cover a lot of the playoff side. The only thing I think I won't be able to get to is game two of the Stanley Cup finals, because I have to go to my fiance's sister's wedding as this is picked up now. That depends on what it is. It's on the 10th. I think that might be where game two could be. As this is picked up now, and toward the right side of the wall, and Florida's got it. They work this in behind the net and try to fire toward the right side of the red line. As this gets chipped, picked up by Carolina now, off the backhand, and then stolen. Here's an opportunity for offsides. One more time. It will stall. Racing in, but Marty Natchez never tagged back up. And we'll have to do it again with 1926. So we've already had a couple of stoppages here. John, on here with you. I'm your play-by-play man. This is game two of the Sportsnet feed. Florida's got a one-nothing series advantage, thanks to a Matthew Kachuk four overtime matinee. I was with you for that whole game. I'm hoping not for another four OTs, but if it does get to that situation, I will be here with you. Both of these teams, I think, play the similar style because Carolina's a chip and chase, and Florida works behind the net. That can create some chances where defense can get an absolute lockdown, and that's what we saw for a heck of a lot of stalemate as the puck goes into the bench. Kachuk got knocked onto his knees, but I don't think he's any worse for wear as you always see him with a smile on his face and chewing on that mouth, mouth guard. Yasperi Kotniemi, three goals in the playoffs, all at home, so that's where he does a lot of his damage. He was really good in game one on that side, but Carolina still lost. Freddie Anderson got the loss in that game, but Auntie Ranta is playing in goal here in game two. Nick Cousins will take the draw here for the Panthers. 
and he'll win it clean off of a stick lift and send this one back in and cross the red line. Or this will find Shea. He will get the clear. And now this is a two-on-one opportunity off the back pass. And this goes to the right of the goal mouth as they tied up Jordan Martinook and absolutely made him pay against the right side of the glass. But this will fall back to the Canes in the neutral zone. They'll gain the red line off the wrist shot, dump in, and do it again with the Esper Faust. As he puts this around the horn, this goes off a couple of skates. He sticks a fortuitous Carolina bounce that will allow them for a third consecutive time to gain the zone. But here's Florida now, right to left. They are in the white shirts with the blue pants. Here's a stretch pass opportunity for Ito Listerinen as he has to try to finish his check on Ghost. Listerinen trying to get around a couple Ghost cross checks as he's got this near the right side boards now. Anton Lundell, good looking second year player there for the Florida Panthers. He had a hell of a rookie year as this is still being jammed in against the boards right now. They can't pry this loose. The refs can blow this dead whenever they want to right now. Jalen Sheffield just using his rear end to hold the puck in as this is picked up now. A race for the puck. Florida will get to it first with Michael Gudis. He'll make a safer play. Throw this around the inboards as Jarvis was getting chased. Carolina finds it. Here's a stick drag as Lindell will try to get a lift. He'll just chase Ghost back into his own zone. And off the back skate, Ghost will pick it up, work his way in behind the net, and make a nice little sauce flip here for Sebastian Ajo. Ajo gained the entry off the drop toward the right side wall. This one gets fired wide by the right side of the crease. Recollected now for Florida. This will be a race for the puck. Lomberg going to finish his check as this gets flipped up into the air. This goes off the left stick of Ante Ranta in between Brent Burns, and now Burns will get this one one more time. 20 to 11 now are the shots as this will be stolen from Drury, but Drury uh, trying to create as much of a bother as he can as this is recollected now off of a recollected pass by Ekblad. It's 2-1-2. Two two. Here's a counter opportunity off the backhand as this is a chance for Mackenzie McEachern as he works his way around. He loses it up the fourth line side for Rod Brandemore's squad. And now here's a chance for Eric Stoll as he gets the puck taken away from him, Anthony Duclair. He was out there as well as Paul Maurice and mixed his lines a little bit. This will touch the stick goal stick of Sergei Bobrovsky. He's got a work in behind the net as Forsling gets taken down right in front of the referee. And Florida just backhands this right to Carolina. But this will go right back in as Carolina dumps it in. And Florida now with Forsling will try to make a stretch pass out of the zone. As they gain the red line, go ahead and take a change. 16.30 left to go on the second. Barkov, he'll center it out in front near the right side. Dot has to turn around and recollect that there was Aaron Ekblad. A little bit too far for him. Natchez will give chase, but Florida will get there first with a hybrid icing, and Gustav Forsling will win the race, and it's going to be a Panthers offensive zone draw. 16-20 left to go in the second. The shot's on goal. Read 20-11. This second period pace is not like the first when there was so many chances for Carolina. Keep in mind, both of these teams played almost eight periods they finished all pretty much of seven except the last 10 seconds of it they played two games and only counted as one here's a chance that goes off the left pad of Auntie Ranta almost near the left side of the crossbar and picked up now for Racco Gudis up the stretch pass across the embrazen hurricane he gets intercepted by Carolina as Shea gets stick lifted now Kachuk Kachuk in between his legs trying to set up something for Bennett and maybe this will be stick to head for Florida as Nick Cousins will try to Pick this one up now, and Bennett, he's got it. He'll drive it short side. Ranta, this is in between his legs, and he'll save it before it crosses the goal line with the vulcanized rubber as he gets a stoppage with 15.47 left to go in the second. So Josh Mahura 
Puts a fluttering, fluttering puck fly, and this goes just wide to the left side post. And then Bennett, he takes a short side chance near the right side red line, and Ronta will close the five hole. Then he'll find and fall down on it. So Ante Ranta, he's been fine. Again, he hasn't had action in quite a while since coming off the injury, but since Freddie Anderson always deals with a lot of that, they want to make sure that they can keep Freddie fresh. I imagine he's going to be the game three starter when they shift to FLA Live Arena. Because Florida is going to be spending all of this postseason on the road because they were the last team to get in. As this is picked up now for a ghost, as he knocks down one of the Panthers, makes them lose their goal stick, and now Jalen Chatfield will try to get this the other way. This Carolina will play this up back, and here's a chance for Stahl. And it's not much of a race, but Stahl will get there first as Jarvis couldn't beat it out in time. 15-19 left to go in the second. John here with you. This is game two of the CBC Sportsnet coverage. Glad you guys can join me here on this side. Tekken guy gives a thumbs up. Hockey lovers, says, can we see the screen? I wish I could show you that. I know there's not a lot of you in here on this side, but if I show anything on that side, my friend, it immediately gets demonetized, and then I can't do these streams. So the best I can do is give you the play-by-play. -play. So that's what we got right now. As this is sent back in for Verhege off a of 1T, and this goes up in the netting and out of play. This gets blocked off Goss's bear. And we'll do it again. Barkov was the one that let it fly. If those rules were different on the YouTube side, you bet your bottom dollar that I would show it and still give you the play-by-play. -play. Barkov let an absolute bullet go near the right side top of the crossbar, but that was blocked. Goss's bear, three shots in game one versus Florida. He had 35 minutes of ice time. Brandon Montour, he logged 60 minutes. That's three full periods in the four-overtime game. Here's a backhand. Try to set it back up now with the help of Bennett as this is stick-lifted away. Florida was very close to getting something in the middle of the slot and stalled off to go back in his own end. As this is picked up now near the right side dot, making a play from the knees, Jacob Slavin will get it, but this will fall back to Bobrovsky as it takes a bounce. And this will be an offensive zone draw here for the Canes with 15.02 left to go in the second. The shots on goal still read 20-12. to 12. There's not been a lot of shots in this period, as we said. Both teams coming off playing seven periods just the other day. think there might be a little bit of a stick and hold there as uh, Ekblad and Slavin, or Barkov and Slavin, excuse me, were tied up a little bit on that side. And, uh, yeah, they will get one against Barkov. You got a little bit of a hold. I thought there was going to be one. They called it late. But Barkov, the captain, he goes to the box at the 15.02 marker of the second. And Carolina will get their third power play of the game. Florida's got just one. As Carolina wins the draw, they'll throw this in an open dot. As this is spun around for Marty Natchez. Now near the right side. As it's been an opportunity for Jarvis. He can just, just hold this in. Off the backhand. Natchez tip play. And that one goes wide for Ajo as it's sent back down the ice. So Carolina's power play, their third, is down to a minute 30. They're two for seven in this series. Again, their two goals, they were two for six on that side in game one. As this is picked up now off the backhand, Jarvis will put this around the embankment here for Brent Burns. Nason, we'll just stick check this thing here to Nagers. He didn't even pass it. He just kind of brushed it as this is loose out in front. Jarvis trying to locate it as he lost it in between Natchez. But this will work for a clear. 
and Carolina will find it. So Brett Burns will take a peek back to make sure there's nobody behind him. And Carolina can slowly start their breakout here in the second period. They're in the all-red at PNC Arena. They're down one nothing in the series from a Matthew Kachuk four-overtime goal. That didn't end until 2.30 a.m. Eastern when we got about an 8.15 p.m. puck drop. It was a long day for me on that side and anyone that's been following along, but it was an incredible game. These two teams in between the dump and chase for the Carolina Hurricanes and the working behind the net for Florida can create some defense, and the only way you score is off high-danger chances, and sometimes those are hard to manufacture. So we could get multiple overtimes in this seven-game series, no doubt. As this gets knocked away from Jack Drury, he's going to get some secondary power play time. Carolina's done nothing here on their second power play, but they'll try to start again as this will be played by Ranta, and now Ghost will get this one across as this is recollected off the backhand for Jesper Faust as this is just brushed into the right side red line. Florida has done an excellent job of killing this. Carolina really hasn't gotten started on the second power play, so it ends. Faust has it now near the right side wing. He'll get the combination play back. They're still working that right side in there. As this is a chance for Mackenzie McKecker now with your Sperry Cotney-Emmy. Cotney-Emmy has it now near the right side dot. He'll spin this back around in front of the net, try to play it off the backhand and shoot it wide. This Carolina is still with it now. Eluding a hit, Shane Goss to spare, but here's a brush in. Centered out in front, Bobrovsky with a left pad save on Paul Stasny. And now Kachuk gets this here for Bennett. Bennett's going to luck for the long flip. This bounces off Ronta. He can't hold it. This goes off his left pad. Florida will intercept now with Carter Verhage across the neutral zone where they can safely gain the red line. As Florida tries to force some turnovers off this forecheck. Brandon Montour between the legs. Scores! Barkov off the bench off the kill. He comes back in. Scores between his legs. A little how do you do against Ante Ranta. And Florida does have a goal. And this one will count unless Rod Brandamore wants to challenge for offsides again. He was one for one. It looks like Mahura keeps it in. Barkov, silky, sweet, and smooth between his legs. Schools Ranta as he reaches out, lifts it back there. No chance. Gorgeous goal. That is a million-dollar move and a million-dollar finish. Not a ten-cent finish right there. Tie game. My goodness. Alexander Barkov with the highlight reel material. Maybe trying to copy that one from Chuck E. Cheese, Matthew Kachuk, on that side. As here is a pocket that goes out of play. Florida has tied it as we go to commercial break. The captain see Alexander Barkov with a sweet finish. So as we get ready here again for second period puck drop, we're right in the middle of it. It's a 1-1 tie. The second period's been very good for Florida in this series so far, and this is just right in the interim here of Game 2 with 12-10 left to go in the middle frame. They've outscored Carolina 3-0 in this period so far. As Barkov gets his fourth of the playoffs with 7.43. This is dumped down. Ronta will take a look at it. Josh Mahura with the keep in near the left side of the blue line. He got Barkov right in the little slot, squared in between his legs. As this is picked up now for Marty Natchez. It's a one-on-two. We'll play off the backhand and pivot. So this one in the middle of the slot. Here's a chance for Burns. And this knocks Bobrovsky down. He drops the goal stick. It goes back to Burns. Now into the left side of the wall as Bobrovsky's in the butterfly, holding on to the right post. This is picked up now and on the right side of the red line, played in off the backhand, and Florida's got it. This bounces off a couple of players. Anthony DeClaire will try to clear. He'll just spin back and pivot and try to get a stick check, but this one gets stolen. And this will be picked up now by Carolina's defense there with Jacob Slavin, long-tenured K 
Carolina Hurricane alongside Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. They've been excellent. Bobrovsky turns it over. They try to shoot off the backside of Bobrovsky. That's what they do now between one of these initial players. Banking in off the goalie's back. They can't do so, but Ajo gains the entry. Here's a back pass, and this is a great save. Ajo with another rebound opportunity and a good block the other way. There's a chance for Forsling and another shot for Carolina. This whistles past the right side post. It doesn't hit it, though. As Seth Jarvis has it now. Carolina starting to find some energy. Here's a chance. A block. A race for the puck. It took down one of the Florida Panthers. No call on that. So I thought there might have been a trip. As this is played, Ajo can't keep it in the zone. And Bennett. Here's a nice little play there for Carter Verhege. His whole drive. He's trying to get around Brady Shea. And good back support there by Sam Reinhardt. Near the right side of the faceoff dot. He'll spin and turn. As they'll leave it here for Anton Lindell. Lindell. He's got it off his forehand. He's trying to work the right side wall. Here's a chance. It bounces out. Humongous rebound. Played out of the air. Another opportunity for Reinhardt. And this hits the right pad of Ronta. Ronta gave up a monumental rebound out in front. And ended up two chances. One of them got blocked. And then Reinhardt almost scored to give Florida the lead. Again, they took the lead in the second period before Nason scored with 3.30 in the third. And that was the lone goal until the fourth overtime of game one. Hybrid Ice, this one's going to be won by Florida. So Carolina can't change their personnel as we're past the halfway point in regulation. It's 9.56 left to go on the second. We're tied at one. On that side, you have Jalen Chadfield, the defenseman for Carolina, at a buck 37 in the first period. And Alexander Barkov past the 7.40 marker of the second in between his legs. Those are your only goals right now in this game. And dare I say it, if we get closer here and the score remains within one, I get a little nervous that we might go into multiple overtimes. I had to take the off day on the Friday side. Again, I had to spend some time with the fiancé anyway, but my voice was completely shot after seven periods. Hopefully it don't get that long again, but if we do, I promise you I'll be here, but that might make me a TBD for Sunday. <laughs> this is picked up now from Barkov and Declare. Declare will send this toward the right side. Verhege now behind the net around for Barkov. And that didn't work as it was stolen the other way from Marty Natchez. Natchez now for the Canes as they'll gain the entry for Burns. He'll just wobble this puck into the right side of the red line as Natchez will give a chase for Alexander Barkov. Calmly play this off the backhand. <clears throat> Slavin will get there first as he wins the race. And recollect it here for Carter Verhege. As this is near the right side dot there for Antti Ranta. He'll spin. Be able to play this safely here for Tivo Teravainen. Teravainen with his outstretched pass here's Natchez. He tried to look for the uh, one of the cutting hurricanes just coming off a change, and that was easily intercepted. There's Jalen Shadfield, the long goal scorer for Carolina, the third line defense. He's got it. As the towels are waving here at PNC Arena, they want the Carolina Hurricanes to even this series at one. We're just game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. As Stasny gets rubbed off the puck. Now Drury sends it back. Here's a slapper. Humongous rebound. Bobrovsky. This one bounces off his head. And now to the left side of the crease. As Florida, they can't get it out. And this is picked up now for Carolina. Off the backhand side. Drury trying to clear this in again. And now Brandon Montour will find it into the left side of the red line behind his net. Racco Gudis gets absolutely punished as this goes the other way. And that is going to be to the delight of all the Carolina Hurricanes fans, although Racco Goodis's playoff beard is exceptionally tremendous, as this is picked up now and off of the netting and on a play. Should be a neutral zone draw with 8.05 left to go in the second. Sergei Bobrovsky's rebound control 
was wonderful in game one as we get some pushing and shoving from the cameras they just cut. In game two, not so much, but again, he's played all the seven periods. Auntie Ranta didn't play in game one. You know he's got to be tired, but he's still keeping his team in the game right now as Carolina's heavily outshooting Florida, but we're tied at one. Come right back. So Barkov, again, as we mentioned, his lone goal was between the legs of Auntie Ranta. They shared it about four years ago in the playoffs. So he got a between-the-legs goal against Carey Price. You know how much of a wall he can be on that side. Again, he's a franchise goaltender for a long time. We just hope to see him back on the ice if he can ever get around the injuries. So he's got a goal in 10-17 of ice time. Does Barkov. He's got the latest one as this game is tied at one with eight minutes left to go in the second. Here will be a race now and a chance for Gustav Forsling to Play this off the backhand as this is sent back around. Now Ghost will take a look at it with Jalen Chatfield. And now recollect it here for Drury is Drury with Stefan Nason. Sebastian Ajo. Here comes a slap shot for Gosses Bear. This one gets blocked. Maybe an opportunity for Jarvis to pick it back up. Played it off the backhand now for Florida as they'll just try to get this out of their own. And it's Anton Lindell as he's off to the races now. We'll get this one off the backhand as Carolina. This will be a race for the puck, but this will be won momentarily by Jarvis. Good power off the offhand just to keep this alive. As this takes the glove hand, I believe, of Jarvis. He's able to catch his glove and put it back on and stay on the ice go to the bench now. As this is sent back around for Bobrovsky, he gets in between his legs, but Florida will locate it with 7.05 left to go in the second. It's a 1-1 tie. And this might be this type of series where there's going to be all sorts of intrigue. Marty Natchez drop pass. Here's another one centered on for Kotniemi, but he couldn't get his stick down. And now Carter Verhage. He'll race. He's got it now. He's trying to find Duclair with a soft side of the air. Gets it for Verhage. A little bit too far for him, but this will be kept in the zone as Brandon Montour flips it back around for Carter. And now sent back around. Here's a fake bomb. Picked up now for Mark Stahl. He'll let one fly. Barkov out there right now. He's got the tying goal as this is sent down off the flip. And everybody's turned around. Montour couldn't find it. This could lead to a three-on-two. Great block for Mark Stahl as he gets it off the sauce. Carolina settles it back down. Ripped around the right side dot. Carolina, they got it. Here's a touch pass from Brent Burns. Marty Natchez fights in through the trees. They'll spin. Great move by Natchez. Buy some time. What a stop by Bobrovsky. He robbed the Canes. And now the Panthers will flip this down. And that was sauced out of the air, tipped, and he got a hand on it. As this is picked up now off the long flip, Carolina will have to chase for it. Brent Burns will get to it. Now for Martin, Sergei Bobrovsky has been breathtaking going up into round two and round three. He's been the goaltender that you pay $10 million to. He's playing like it. As this is sent back in, again, he's kind of having the Antoine Hudobin run that the, he had with the Stars in 2020 in that bubble. And again, we know how good Bobrovsky can be, but he used to be lights out for the Blue Jackets. He's playing that way right now for the Panthers. This Kachuk, Bennett. This is played into the right side wall, but this is get Cousins here. It's for Bennett. Bennett now has to spin, try to find something for Kachuk. Kachuk, he gets lifted as Cousins will try to locate it. This is kept into the blue line side. There's a good right pad save by Auntie Ranta. And Ranta now here with Bennett. Combination play for Kachuk. This will get near the right side of the dot as this gets intercepted. And now an opportunity for Martin Nick with Jesper Faust. Jesper Faust will try to chip and chase and get this race. 
as that's what Carolina likes to do. They chip and chase the puck, and Florida plays them behind the net, and sometimes this creates some low-scoring games, and we got another one of these right now. But Sergei Bobrovsky absolutely saved a goal. Eight, eight shots to six in this period. As this is sent back in for Forsling, Ronta will take a look at it, but this bounces off of Jalen Chatfield as Florida tries to get this back in deep. Now within Racco Gudis, everybody getting entangled. As Florida's got it now, and a penalty call, I think this one's going to go against Carolina. So we'll see what happens here for Florida, if they can get something going on their power play. Bobrovsky made four shorthanded saves on Florida's power play. They don't need that, but they want to get a chance to get something going here for the Panthers. And maybe they can, as Bobrovsky made a gorgeous save. I want to look at this deflection. We got a piece of it with the pad in. Yes, he did. That blocker save with the stick. That was gorgeous. What a stop by Bobrovsky. And they're showing a battle in the corner for Ghostus Bear and Lumberg. But we'll go to break. So Panthers on the par play as Ghost is going to go to the box. Six short-handed opportunities for the Hurricanes on the Panthers so far on their power play. So that's got to get cleaned up as the Panthers get their second power play opportunity. Bennett will pick this back around up for Kachuk. As Bennett's now on the high slot, this will be an opportunity for Barkov. Bennett with it, gives it back to Alexander Barkov. Barkov, as he's patient, he'll work this here. Chance now for Verhage, this is fired right on. This is stopped by the blocker, Vanti Ranta. Made him drop his goal stick, but it's going to work out now. It'll be an offensive zone draw, though, for the Panthers. Again, between Jalen Chaffield at the 143 marker, Sebastian Al and Stefan Nason. And then Alexander Barkov between his legs with Alpha Mahura from 743 in the second. Those are your only goals right now. But we will see what happens as this game continues. So, John, out here with you. It's a solo call for me. I'm your play-by-play -play man for CBC and Sportsnet feed as they continue to play Duhast on that side for the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, Ramstein. I like that on that side. Get your blood pumping as this is sent back around now for Alexander Barkov. 110. Left to go in Florida's power play. Barkov, he's got it now. He'll try to go right to left with the white shirts and the blue pants or the Panthers, and they'll gain the entry now off the dump in. It'll be for Hagee to take a look at it. Barkov pinned near the left side of the red line as this is picked back up now off the forehand. Try to center something out in front, but Carolina is right there, and they'll flip this one back down the ice. Bobrovsky will brush it ahead, and this will be an opportunity now for Brandon Montour. So Montour, who logged 60 minutes of ice time in Game 1. That is a full game in regulation on that side. He is back out there. His strength and conditioning, they've noticed, for the Panthers has gotten a hell of a lot better. Montour now. Here's a slap shot set up for Bennett. This one gets blocked. It's kept in, though. Verhage fires it on the slot, and Carolina's there. But they can't get it out. Here's another broken stick and a drop stick. So one of the Canes without one. This is a chance now. Bennett, he'll fire it on. Big rebound, Ronta. He's trying to hold on the right side post. They've not blown the play dead yet. And now they finally do. I imagine we're going to get some pushing and shoving here. Slavin lost a glove. Jesper Faust is in there. Brent Burns is getting punched off the top of his dome. No surprise to me that Matthew Kachuk is in the middle of all this. Montour as well. He wants a piece of Seth Jarvis. And we knew things would get a little bit testy as Montour hit a little bit of a shove there of Jarvis on that side. Just to make sure everybody knows how much the heat's been turned up in the kitchen. There's a failed to clear opportunity, a broken stick shaft. I think Stahl tried to clear it and it just broke in half again. It's the second time 
that this happened against the Canes, but Ranta was able to fall down on the puck as the mass uh, scrum just ensued right in front of the net. And there was a party there, little beastie boys, as it was all in front of the net. And Kachuk threw an absolute uppercut to the face of Brent Burns, and he's got the smile on his face, and he's rolling his eyes. I think he's going to go right to the box on that side. So Kachuk lost his helmet. Ryan Lumberg is just spinning it with the stick. So he got Burns in the box. I think he got Jarvis in the box as well. I see Matthew Kachuk, Chuck E. Cheese is in there. We're 231 left to go on the second, but is anyone else going? Is it Ryan Lumberg? Who else is going to be joining? <clears throat> so Lumberg might be going to the box as well. Ryan Lumberg on that side. So let's just give you a little reset as far as what ESPN is dictating. Ryan's making sure that Maddie's got all his stuff there to work with. So it's Brent Burns and Kachuk. They're going to get a little bit of a, a minor there, a little bit for roughing, because Burns took off the helmet of Kachuk, and the Kachuk gave him one of these right in between the chin on that side. And then we'll see whoever else goes. I saw Seth Jarvis also in the box as well. But that might just be the carry overtime on that side. It looked like Jarvis and Ghost. So it's 11 seconds left to go on Florida's power play. You, could, you do have Brent Burns out of there, which I think will help. I know it's Kachuk on that end for Florida, but the top-end defense is not there for Carolina. So what you could do there, you could mix Pesci and Shea, and I think that would make a lot of sense. Now Lundberg is back out on the ice, and now the refs may be trying to get someone else on the Florida side to go back into the box, but I just see Matthew Kachuk right now with 2.31 left to go in the second. So a neutral zone draw. We'll get to the take one. A little bit of a shove there by Anton Lindell. He's trying to go ahead and get his space. Lindell will take it alongside Lumberg because he's the one to deliver the shove. And this will be recollected off the long flip by Florida. Still at 1-1 tie. And it was Barkov with the between-the-legs goal with the latest. As here's a chance now. Rako Gudis just goes off the outside of the cage. This is spun back around for Verhege. Now on the high side looking for a tip play. This might bounce here for Verhege. He'll just play it toward the right side dot. With about 2.05 left to go on the second, picked up by Florida with the right side of the stick. And now sent back in for H.O. Listerinen as he tries to pin Carolina right side of the wall. And Tom Lindell will come together as this is Sam Bennett now. and trying to get this with the stick as Florida. They'll send this back across the Embracing Hurricane logo. Minute 45 left to go on the second. We're still tied at one. Here's a chance now for Jarvis! Oh, this goes wide. It was trying to be a combo play with Sebastian Ajo, and Jarvis didn't take it. And now Jalen Chadfield got the long goal, gets it in for Jarvis. Jarvis will spin, drop it here for Sebastian, as this one is stolen near the right side of the wall. Jalen Chatfield will race back to it in his own end. Chatfield has it now, and off the backhand, and I'll leave it back for Gostisbehere, who is back on the ice. This could be a chance for Carolina to get to it first with Sebastian Alba. Rackel Gudis will cancel him off. And now Ito Listerinen. He's got it off the two-on-one. It's three-on-two. Florida will fire this. This goes up into the netting just before the final minute left to go in the second stanza. 102 left to go. It's a 1-1 tie. And I'm getting a little nervous here, folks, on this side that this game may be trending much like game one. And if it does, I feel like... I won't be able to make the quick turnaround for Sunday as much as I want to, because if we get another four periods, I'll have called four games essentially in two days. 
and I just have to give myself the uh, time to recover. So if it does happen to be that way, I think my next one will be Monday in between Florida and Carolina. I've got to be all over the series if it continues to go to these overtimes. So we'll take the offensive zone draw. His stall absolutely hit one of the Panthers up in front of the neck as far as a takedown. We're in the final minute of the second period, and now Lister Reinen will gain the entry. It's just starting to get a little physical here. And across the red line now, I think we might have a neutral zone draw. Wouldn't be surprising to me as I see Carolina starting to throw those bodies in, get a couple checks into the neck of a couple of the uh, Panthers players that we might see a little bit more here as we get into the third as far as a forward up pushback. 49 seconds left to go in the second. John Hunter with you. We're going to get set to close out the second period of this low-scoring game. It's just one-to-one. -one. So Rod Brandamore and Paul Maurice, we talked about that. Paul Maurice was in the coaching staff. He was the head coach of Carolina. He played there. Paul Maurice, or Rod Brandamore, was a player on that side. These guys know each other's tendencies, and these are two really good teams playing against each other. Between this Final Four, between Florida and Carolina, and Dallas and Vegas, if you guys aren't watching some of this hockey, I think you're going to be missing out because both the conference finals, game one win into OT, this is going to be some great long series. As this is picked up now to the high side slot, here's a deflection opportunity. This is loose out in front, Carolina able to get this out. This will be a race for the puck. Jesper Faust off the one-on-one. -on -one. He'll toe drag and pivot, find some space, Kotniemi for a rising shot. This one will bounce in front of Bobrovsky, but he finds it. And he holds on as Listerinen almost got hit up in the face. So Carolina starting to get a little more physical. Jordan Martinook trying to deliver some punches in the bottom of a scrum as well. So I'm not going to say out of characteristic for a physical team like Carolina, but I'm noticing a lot of that. And if Florida gets involved with it, Florida is already the type of team that does that. So I would imagine to venture, hey, maybe that the Panthers are starting to get in Carolina's heads a little bit. On that side, you kind of just need to go back and play your game. You don't want to have a Grant Williams, Jimmy Butler situation that we had on the hardwood. you got to let the sleeping dogs lie. Um, that's, how, that's always the moniker I like to live by. As Alexander Barkov will get to take this draw against Sebastian Ajo, but they're going to kick him out of it. It'll be Stefan Nason. So Barkov at 50% on 6-12, make it 7-13 as he wins it one. Now down to 10 seconds. And to go in the second. This is picked up by DeClaire. He rides the right side wall. He had two primary assists in game one. He made plays just like that. As it's down to two seconds, this is going to end the second stanza. Barkov ties it up. And we go to the third period, tied at Uno. As Barkov got tied up a little bit with one of the Canes. And I think we might have a couple talking to, but that's it. So we'll go to the third period in a moment. So for our second period intermission discussion, I'll have this on for the official recorder too. I only have two set of periods discussion, so after that we'll try to save the pipes if we go to OT again. But we talked about Toronto in the first period. Let's talk about the Coyotes now on that side. So for the Arizona Coyotes, you know this as it was going through the NHL news cycle, that the Tempe vote got shut down between the three different uh, jurisdictions. All three votes got shut down. And from what I know, following along some of the stuff with the hockey guy or some of the other things that you see there, so Xavier Gutierrez, he's the CEO of the 
Coyotes, and he's got big, big pockets. And what that's going to allow Gary Bettman to do is go ahead and keep everything in Arizona where they've been trying to get everything to thrive since 97-98 when you're going between the Winnipeg Jets to the Coyotes, and now the Jets get their own franchise back. But they've been trying to make this work for a long time. And here's the issue that I have. It's not that some of these fans go out there and they say, why are you trying to make hockey work in Arizona? It hasn't worked out on that side. It just doesn't make any sense. That's not the problem. And the problem, the reason why the things got voted down is because it's not, gonna, it's not that it's not going to work in Arizona. I just don't think Arizona's had the opportunity to ever have a situation where hockey's been allowed to thrive. And let me tell you it this way. So in between 97 and 98, when Arizona gets into the league on that side, the Phoenix Coyotes, and they move it back over, they had to share the building alongside with the Suns. Now, in this same opportunity here, they're at Mullet Arena at Arizona State University, but the Suns on that side know it's no longer Robert Sarver as they got him out of the NBA. But the other uh, Suns president and GM, they don't want to share this with the Coyotes either on that side. So the Coyotes essentially have never had a spot, whether between Glendale, Arizona, they try to make something happen in uh, Tempe, or wherever they're going to do so now. This is the second time they try to make something happen in Tempe. They've never really had an arena that they can actually call home. And they've always had to share sight lines. And when you're sharing sight lines in between a, a arena that is a basketball side, between hockey, sometimes you'll get spots where maybe you have ten or 12,000, while 2,000, maybe 2,500 in a certain section are not going to sit there because they can't see the ice on that side. So when you can't see the ice and you can't see the play, uh, why would you want to even go on that side? And here's the other issues that I have. You could talk about some of the futility there for the Coyotes as far as some of their records. Look, they've had some rough years. In 2012, they made the conference final where they lost to the Kings. Kings went on to go ahead and win the Stanley Cup against the Rangers and things like that as things move on on that side. But you've got to look at it one way and one way only. <clears throat> if you don't have an arena that is be able to call your home, how do you sign players? How do you get anyone else to go ahead and sign off on anything else that you're trying to do? If you need to go ahead and sell everybody door to door, that's what Gutierrez and his team was doing, going to Tempe, Arizona, and saying, hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and make money on this. This is going to be great for you. This is going to be great for the league. And you know what happens? Well, they've tried to been selling out fool's gold over the last 25 years. Not the fool's gold in the sense of having an operation in Arizona because it's a great sports town on that side. You can make a lot of money. But you got to have a building, you got to have foundations and everything else laid out in place. You can't go ahead and sign players and everything else that you want. You know, Shane Doan, that was the, the best uh, version of hockey that she had. And I feel bad on the side for Clayton Keller because when it was came out to say that it was a no and all the uh, three different votes all got turned down, Clayton Keller went on social media and he had an immediate sad face. And I feel bad on that side. But what are you supposed to do? Now you're in a situation in Arizona State University where you can only hold 8,000 people. And yeah, it's fun for all the college students and all that, and Tempe's great. But what's it going to turn into? Is it just going to stay a wasteland on that side because nobody can get things done? And here's the situation that's made things worse over the years. Did you know even three years before this, when the Coyotes went to go try to go play in Nagella Arena where they were at on that side, when they were still trying to share things uh, with the Suns. Did you know that when they actually tried to go in their building, they were locked down and the keys and everything were lost and they couldn't even get in their building to play games? I, I mean, that's a, crazy. I understand what Gary Bettman's trying to do. You're making money in Arizona. And again, there was times in the league, especially in the early 2000s, 
where they even thought about relocating to Seattle. How funny is that is now that they're part of the uh, Seattle Kraken on that, so they got their own expansion franchise. But the NHL at one point, they didn't have any owners there for Arizona. They couldn't get any building plans, so Gary Bettman and the rest of the organization, the NHL had to run the team and pay the bills. And the problem for Arizona as well, they were hemorrhaging money in terms of uh, 500, $500 million to $700 million a year on that. So, so they weren't making money. They didn't have a building. They couldn't sign players. They weren't doing well on the ice, and there's been all sorts of problems. Here's the other question now, what happens. So for Molot Arena, Arizona supposedly is going to be staying there all for 2023-24. After that, it's up in the air. Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, they're thinking about maybe having the KC Coyotes, or they're thinking about the Houston Coyotes. they got some good money on that side. Are they going to move there, or are they going to stay in Arizona? Because Gutierrez, he wants to keep this team, but Xavier Gutierrez only wants to keep the team if they stay in Arizona. So what are your thoughts? Facebook.com at John Reinot, Twitter at John Reinot, YouTube at John Reinot as well. As always, let me know what you think. When we get back into it, we'll get into third period action. So third period puck drop is underway. It's Jacob Slavin mixing it in between Brent Burns, the top lines out there for Rod Brandamore's squad on defense. As this is flipped in now, Carolina will take this one right to left in the third period. There in the All Reds, Marty Natchez will fire it across the window as this one gets blocked. Picked up now by the Panthers. This could be a two on three and blowing a tire is one of the Panthers now. Slow to get up. Here's a drop pass and here's another one for Tivo Teravainen as they try to collect, but he ran right out of room and Anthony Declare got right in his way. Declare will get this one. Near the right side, Dot as it gets stolen, recollected now for the Florida Panthers and Carter Rehage as it'll go left to right in this third period for the Panthers. They're in the white shirts with the blue pants as Brandon Montour gets hit. Centered out in front off a great play for Bennett, and he gets robbed by Auntie Ronta as he closes it out near the left side post. That would have been a go-ahead go for Florida very early into this third, as it is. It's tied at 1-1. One one. 28 shots to 19. Played in off the backhand now. Aaron Eckblad will quickly get this the other way for Bennett as this is picked back up by Kachuk. It's Sam Bennett. He'll gain the entry. He'll rock the handle and toward the right side as this is cleared in by Kachuk. He will collect. Throw this back to D. They just keep it on to the left side of the blue line. But this is recollected now by Carolina. Play this in off the kick plate as this gets knocked away. Picked up by Jesper Faust. Aaron Eckblad couldn't get there. Jesperi Kotniemi takes a hit. Sergei Bobrovsky now will calmly collect this off a of flip, send it down now, and Gostaspare will play it to the defensive partner of Jalen Sheffield, but there was all sorts of danger in front before Florida can spin it back around. Sasha Barkov tries to make something happy with it as Lister Reinen was out there trying to pry the puck loose, but Zeph Jarvis will leave it here for Ghost. Again, the former Philadelphia Flyer and Arizona Coyote is going to get a chance now to maybe do something with the Carolina Hurricanes. He's in the Final Four alongside the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, a lot of people didn't expect them to be here, myself included, but the way that they've been playing now, they're not just playing with house money. you got to consider them one of the favorites, considering everybody they continue to take out. Again, you beat the Bruins, you reward the Maple Leafs. You beat the Maple Leafs, you reward the Carolina Hurricanes, who have been the class of the East for a long time, so just keep them coming. And even on the Vegas Golden Knights, if it is that point of the Dallas Stars, these from the most complete teams left in the west side. So as this is picked up, here's a long wrister. This one gets deflected off the right pad of Auntie Ranta. Stasny will try to locate it. Get this out of his end. Ryan Lumberg 
He lost it, but it's gloved down there. Stahl will try to get a piece of it off the backhand as he gets recollected now by Jacob Slavin. Played in here for Brent Burns as he gets knocked away from ahead. Now Stasny picks it up here for Jack Drury. He thought he had one, but one of those ones was called offside. McKenzie McEachern jumped too early off a field. Racco Gudis clear. 16.55 left to go on the third. John out here with you on the play-by-play -play side. Uh, John right out on YouTube and in Twitter spaces. As this is sent in now for Drury, here's a reverse hit. And now uh, Lumberg, Lindell, Carolina has to collect it here. Stall drive to the net. He can't lift it on Bobrovsky as there's some pushing and shoving in front of Big Bob's net. And now Montour gets an absolute takedown. Little UFC as uh, legs and skates and everything else are up in the way. Got to be careful of the zebra side. Make sure you don't take a skate to the face. And I mean that wholeheartedly as Montour was not playing games. He got the immediate takedown as Brett Pesci just keeps this in across the blue line, which started. And Mark Stahl got a reverse hit there on Natchez. And a pickup by Jordan Stahl. Drive to the net on Bobrovsky. And then there was an immediate headlock. Was this uh, Montour against Jordan Stahl? Yes, it was. I thought it might be brotherly crime. I was like, there's no way Mark Stahl and Jordan Stahl would be punching each other across the face like that. That would be Montour's job. That's why he played 60 minutes of ice time in game one. He said he needed some oranges and some mangoes and everything else, even those guys were sharing some slices of pizza on that side in the 4 OT game because you just got to get something in your body and get some energy. That's how crazy it was. So they're getting a chorus of booze right now in Carolina, and that may mean that Hurricanes, there are going to be no calls on that, and they want him one. They're not going to get one. Sam Bennett will go ahead and win this clean. 16.35 left to go in this tie game at 1. As it's sent back down the ice, this will be blown dead against Florida, so they can't change Montour. Again, he had 60 minutes of ice time, the defenseman in game uh, 4 OT on that side. Now it's at 18.03. So that's going to continue to climb, and it looks right now, even with the shots on goal and the six shorthanded chances that Carolina had, I could see this being another OT game consecutively. I did say within the first one, I think this could be a, a series that reaches OT consecutive times. Nobody's going to tell you four OTs. I certainly hope not. But if it is, we will be here. So Martin Hook will go ahead and take the draw. Aaron Eckblad will got it now. Pick it up off the backhand. He will flip. And across the red line, here's a jumping play. And now Nick Cousins will be able to get this here with the help of Gustav Forsling. And fire it in. Kachuk will race for it now. Play this off the backhand. Center down in front for Bennett, but it got blocked. And now Florida try to hold this into the right side. Here's Kachuk. He'll spin wrap around. And that's saved by Auntie Ronta with the left pad. As Kachuk will try to find it there alongside Bennett. Kachuk. And now Bennett. Combination played to the right side. It's Kachuk. All by his lonesome again. He'll turn. Hold off the backhand. He gets taken down. So does Bennett. So does one of the other Florida Panthers. As the stick was broken on the right side. I can't believe there was no call. As Forsling now with Jesper Foss. He's trying to use that body. Forsling centered out in front off the back side. Off the left post there. Jamming away at it is Carolina. This will fall back to Brent Burns. He tried to settle it back down. The ref's got to jump out of the way. There's just a massive humanity near the left side faceoff circle. And now picked up by Jacob Slavin. Slavin now will try to locate. As this is near the right side boards. Florida just trying to poke a stick at this thing. With 15-15 left to go in the third, John out here with you for two, game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. Again, as I've said, I haven't covered either one of these teams in the playoffs up until that four-overtime uh, game one. And now I feel like we can see everything that they're all about. The dump and chase, 
for the Carolina Hurricanes in the behind-the-net play for Florida. They want to try to get to high-danger chances, but sometimes when you're doing that, that's going to limit the amount of actual chances you can get, which could lead into multiple overtimes. And that's what we saw in Game 1. Will we get that in Game 2? All Carolina really wants right now is to even this series at 1. Florida could take a 2-0 series advantage, and Miami Heat did that against the Boston Celtics, so why not the Panthers? They continue to shock the world. Here comes a slap shot. What a block the other way by Stahl. As this is gloved down the ice, but this will be ice. It was Lumberg, actually, that got a piece of it, lost his twig, blocked with his hand. I know he didn't mean to ice it, but he's just trying to clear it out. And this is some good work. Carolina's had some good forechecking plays. They show Matthew Kachuk off the wraparound, Martinuk as well, off of the reverse hits. And, man, he pushed Cousins pretty good and punched him. A couple times he had him in the headlock. He was giving him uppercuts and feeds, and the refs didn't call a darn thing on that side. Again, the ref, the whistles will get swallowed on both sides. Again, you're listening to a broadcaster from Detroit, Michigan, so it is neutral as possible between these two, but you'd think you'd call some uppercuts. This is not Mortal Kombat, as this is sent in now. And this will be up into the netting with 14.20 left to go in the third. But I'm all for the physical play. You just think, at least when you're on the puck, you're going to call those. 14-20 as we get this side-by-side. -side. It's a 1-1 game. Jalen Chatfield scored with about 143 in the first. And then responding a little over at the 740 mark was Alexander Barkov between his legs. Two goals were called back in between both teams as well. It could be at least a 2-2 or any combination between those. As Barkov can't win the draw. And Carolina will try to get this out of their own inning, and they're in the all-red. They're going to be going right to left in the third. And Florida in the white shirts with the blue pants will be going left to right here. This will be the last game at PNC Arena before we switch venues for the next two at FLA Live Arena for Game 3 and Game 4 in Florida. As this is sent in now, Borowski will take a look at it. He's in the butterfly. This goes right out in front, but nobody was home. And now this will go back to a race for the puck as this is going to re- Collected by Jacob Slavin. Now here's a long pass, but this will be iced against the Canes with 13.44 left to go in the third. We get a stoppage. 29 shots on goal to 22. Again, nothing really between these two teams in these two games right now so far between their styles. Styles make fights, and sometimes when we think about it, this could be a stalemate for a lot of this series. And uh, these are really good matchups. I think even in the West, in between the Golden Knights and the Stars, even that game went in OT. It ended within the first three minutes, and the Golden Knights scored the goal. They did get a, a backhand play off of Jake Ottinger, off his back and in. They scored some pretty greasy ones in comparison to the Rope Hint skill with Joe Pavelski, but still, I think these could be some really good conference finals. As this is picked up now, this will go near the right side of the post and set back out. It's going to be remain to be seen on the basketball side whether the Nuggets or the Celtics can kind of hold serve because I think the hockey teams will. Come right back, 13:25 left in the third. So the face-off, we're going to have to do this again, but this will be in the offensive zone draw, zone draw for the Panthers as Rod Brendamore will take a look. 32 playoff wins since 2018-19, tied for fifth in the NHL. Carolina is used to this. Again, they just want to keep taking that next step. Now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Sequentially, you think they go into the Finals next year. This team is still going to be together, and they have some cap situation to figure out. But Florida, you thought that they were going to be here last year with some of the same players, but now they make the trade there for Kachuk when they lose Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, 
and uh, Cole Schwinn, a first rounder, and now they're farther on that side. But Matthew Kachuk really is the real deal, as this is near the right side. Again, he didn't have a large game one, but he scored the quadruple overtime game winner. That's coming up large when he need to. Here's a two-on-one for the Panthers. Shea is the only one back, and the pass for Kachuk goes a little bit too far for Carter Verhage. Kachuk will collect this one, goes up in the netting, and I'll play. That seemed like a golden opportunity. And instead of maybe a saucer pass, and again, I know what Kachuk was trying to go for. He was trying to get that over the stick of Shea, but Shea was there. He made sure that he got in the way. But instead of a saucer there with Nick Cousins on that, so maybe just a straight line pass, make something easy to collect. But Shea got there. He disrupted with the stick. It hopped over Cousins, and it'll be a neutral zone draw. So 1-1 one, one, with 29-22 on the shot board, 12-39 left to go in the third. It's going to be Jordan Stoll off the defensive zone draw. Carolina wins it, but Florida almost intercepts it with Carter Verhage. But this will be an opportunity now. Slavin flip this one high. Stahl has a chance off the backhand. Big save by Bobrovsky as the chip and chase actually worked. Stahl, he's had some shots at this, but he has not lifted it. If he can lift it over Bobrovsky, then maybe he's got it again. And so get this in off the window now. We'll pivot. We'll Force a check. Marty Natchez tried to help out with Stahl. And now this will be flipped out and over end for Burns as the icing gets waved off. Uh, 12 minutes left to go on the third. This bounces up off the glass. But Jacob Slavin will collect this in his own end. Pick it up off the backhand now for Yasperi Kotniemi and Timo Teravainen. Now with Marty Natchez. This will twist and turn. Leave it back here for Carolina. Here's Ghost. This is played in off the kick plate into the player's bench. And this is blown dead. 11.45 left to go in the third. Shots now read 30-22 to 22 as far as the shots on goal. Flip passes happen a lot as Tivo Teravine, and he was the one trying to glove it down, but it actually worked out for Stahl as he was trying to windmill Deacon between his legs and score on Bob, but he couldn't lift the puck. 11.45 left to go in the third. We get a neutral zone draw. Sebastian Ajo wins it clean. Now Ghost will send the pass the other way as this one gets dumped down. Florida with Josh Mahura, he eludes a hit off the backhand, and now centered out here for Ajo, and now near the right side, Dotraco Gudis, what a great block, just to make sure that the puck didn't get through to Bobrovsky, as this is flipped, sent back down, knocked away from Jalen Chatfield, it's a two-on-two, now Ghost will use his body to try to pry this away with a stick check, as it's a chance now for Sam Reinhardt, this puck goes a little bit too far, it'll be a race, but it'll be a chance for Aaron Eckblad to find this one, I'll slowly put this around the left side of the red line and we'll get set to start again. We're almost uh, halfway through the third period and we are tied right now so that's why I have a little bit of fear in my heart for as long as this game's gonna go but I enjoyed that four overtime game maybe we'll get something similar as this is picked up now for Reinhardt. Reinhardt, Mackenzie McEachern, he thought he had a primary assist to set up Jack Jury but he was offside so failed to good as clear. Carolina, here's the long flip. And toward the left side of the red line, Jack Drury will find it now. He'll spin this back around for chance for Paul Stasny. Stasny can't find the puck. And this is collected in off the backhand. Now here's a bounce here from McKecker. No play off the backhand. He shoots it way wide near the left side of the red line as they knock down Racco Gudis and Aaron Ekblad. Here's a chance now for Pesci. And he will touch it with the help of Shea. 10-18 left to go in the third. And we get a stoppage. 
So the long flips are starting to happen for both teams, and this is where I question the third period on this side, guys. How much energy is left? Because this is essentially, once this is done, period number 10, and this will only be two games on the side, not three on that side. So we will see what happens. Again, Antti Ranta, he was the one that got the start. He's been pretty good on that side. Florida's had to face more chances. Bobrovsky, one more time, he's been brilliant. He will get the off day when they switch to venues, but Freddie Anderson's going to get a complete reset, get an extra off day as they switch venues, because I think he's going to probably start game three. As this is picked up now, but nice play out of the own boards. And now Florida has it. They'll play it in off the backhand before Carolina gets a chance to reset with Jacob Slavin. We'll take this D to D alongside Brent Burns. Try to gain the entry right to Jesper Foss in the middle of the ice. Able to stay onside. Brent Burns with a drag! Diving play across by the Florida defense. That was Kachuk to make sure Martinuk didn't get an opportunity. But Brent Burns was making it look, look a little swaggy on that side. The defenseman had some moves. That's Kachuk. And off the window now, Montour will clear this down. And now Carolina will go ahead and get to it. Sam Bennett gets taken down. Jesper Foss will have a look at it now. With 9.20 left to go in this third, we are tied at 1. As this is sticked up into the air, a chance for Shea. Shea will go off of the defensive partner as this is cleared in by Florida. Near the right side of the red line. Florida now trying to keep this in. It's a two-on-one for the Canes. Martinuk. He doesn't get the pass. It was a chance for the captain seeing stall. And he just tech to try to take the shot. He lifted it, but Bobrovsky was there. My goodness, I didn't. Th I thought that they would take that cross pass. But Bobrovsky makes the save. As this will go back here for Brandon Montour. Calmly play this off the backhand on the right side of the window. Carolina intercepted between the legs. Set up Slavin for the tip. This is tipped high toward the right side of the red line. Now behind the office of Big Bob. This is going to be collected by Anthony Duclair. Duclair will flip this one down the ice. I believe this is going to be yet another icing against Florida. So Carolina getting close on some of these chances, but again, close is not close enough on that side. Matthew Kuchuk with a beautiful defensive play. He made sure Martinuk didn't get one thing on that side. Brent Burns absolutely undressed Lomberg on that side, and Matthew Kuchuk saw it. He made a diving play. The other way, just to make sure a two-on-one didn't even happen. As Declare rushes, and this is brushed aside for Shane Gossespierre. Great defense as he helped out Sheffield. Aho tried to get to it as a stick goes flying. And now here's another two-on-one. Backhand play, drive! Shot high for Carolina as Sheffield tries to get this the other way. And it's taken down uh, Jack Drury on that side as he continues to get worked over there by Forsling. It's Stefan Nason. Nason, he's stuck down to his knees. As Aaron Ekblad trying to find it. Sebastian Aho may actually get to this now. He plays it left-handed off the back and left side wall. Gossespierre with the tip. This one goes wide. And Anton Lindell will get this one down. And it's too far yet again. It's the fourth consecutive icing against Florida as Nason was all bunched up. He might have got hit up in the ribs. Nason had a chance of a backhand drive. He undressed Forsling. Went to the net and tried to get it up high on Bob. And did he hit the left side of the post is my question. Went up high, but he missed it. As Nason is kicking the door, he is very upset with himself. He had a great drive and a great play. I understand he wants to score the go-ahead goal. He keeps making plays like that. He's going to get a goal. So 
keep the nose of the grindstone. That's all I say when you see those players get upset. But you know the stakes. It's the conference finals. Carolina trying to even this up at a game apiece. Florida trying to go up 2-0 here in game two. As this is centered out. Stasny shot one right on. And that was a Redwood right in front. And Bobrovsky still made the save. Reinhardt now off the backhand. As this is cleared in now for Freddie Anderson. Anderson off the touch. The shots this period are 3-3. Three to three. The shots have gotten lower and lower per period right now. And you can understand that because, again, we've had so many periods. This is period 10. Chance on the front! Oh, across the line! The pass goes across the line. Couldn't get the shot off. Oh, my goodness. It was a chance for Colin White. As this will go the other way now. The neutral zone. Florida doesn't pick it up. Now near the left side, Dot. Here's a chance to stick chop this thing with Racco Gudis. And diving block keeps it in. Shangas to spare, trying to dump it in deep with Ajo. And now Jarvis will spin. Man, he gets upended as one of the Panthers. Jarvis absolutely laid one out. Jalen Chatfield now for Jarvis. And this is brushed aside by Florida. 6.30 left to go in the third. Jalen Chatfield gets taken down. Crowd wants a penalty. They're going to get one. A tripping call against the Florida Panthers with 6.25 left in the third, and this may be against Racco Gudis. So Florida takes a critical penalty. Racco Gudis goes to the box, and Carolina, man, Colin White all the way across the goal mouth and out. And it's Carolina, the power play yet again. Come right back. Not a lot of time left in the third. So Racco Gudis goes to the box for tripping, and Carolina gets their third power play. They're 0 for 2 with two shots, but they got a chance in regulation late to take the lead. Gain the entry now off the backhand. It's a nicely set up there for Jarvis. Burns play for Ajo off the backhand back to Brent Burns. And now Marty Natchez near the right side dot. He likes to shoot those one-tees. Burns fakes the slapper. Set it up now for Jarvis. Here's a chance. Natchez, big save. As it looks like Bobrovsky just knows Natchez is going to shoot. He's just trying to make sure he catches up in the stomach area up high. And now Ranta flips it back here for Brent Burns. And they'll start again as a let's go Kane's chance. Wrapping at PNC Arena. Sebastian Ajo trying to play this in between his legs. Good diving play. Florida could have something shorthanded. Cross pass Lusterinen. A little bit too far for Lindell. And until Lusterinen got to peel back as Brent Burns. We'll touch it now. A minute left to go in Carolina's power play. 5.20 left to go in this third as Burns has it. Spin it back here for your Sperry Cotniemi. I felt like I would said his name a lot. In game one, he was all over the ice. So Cotniemi now for Shane Gossespair. He will fire this in across the red line as Bobrovsky will take a look at it. And this is a dump in one more time for Carolina. Again, they love to do that as Florida loves to work in behind the net. Gossespair. We'll ride the high slot, get the pass across, get it back. Ghost has it now, as they'll drop it here now for Jack Drury. Thought he had one. Here's a touch pass. Good block in front, but Florida's got to get it out. It's all over. Montour. Here's a buffer. Ghost off the post. And it goes all the way down the ice. Shangasta's bearing the pipe. 4.35 left to go in the third. Ghost. Has it now across the embracing Kane's logo. It's Tivo Teravainen. Shangasa Spare near the right side wall. Just one shot. The posts don't count as one. As this is sent back around the end boards. Racco Gudis back on the ice. Martinuk will flip it in. 
4.15 left to go in regulation. We're tied at one. Again, it was a 3-2 final in four overtimes of Matthew Kachuk. As this is played in behind, McEachern tried to wrap, but it went nowhere near the target. And now Florida will chip and chase this one in. This actually hits the netting, so Nick Cousins can't make a play on it. We get a stoppage with four minutes left to go in the third. So we are going to take another break just before we get into the very intrigue. Are we going to need OT again? Certainly feels that way. Bobrovsky has been brilliant, and both these teams have been aided by the post. Come right back. Four minutes left in regulation. So a neutral zone draw. This one's won by Carolina, but it's contested. And now Alexander Barkov will get back to it. It's a 1-1 tie. There's not been a lot of goals here so far in this series for the amount of periods that we've played, but the intrigue is at an all-time high as this goes a little bit too far for Ito Listerainen. And now off the window here for Anthony Duclair. Picked up now for Nick Cousins and Carter Verhage as this is spun back around. Barkov will try to get a stick on it as Natchez makes a play while falling down. But Barkov doesn't trip him. Verhage gets this here for Montour. Try to shoot this around the horn here. Carolina just trying to get it out. 3.15 left to go here in regulation. We're tied at 1. Again, overtime is the looming question for all these tired bodies. You think about Vegas and the Dallas Stars, you got to think you like what they see because how much energy are you going to have left going into a cup final between one of these teams if you continue to take elongated OTs? As this is sent back around now, rolling all the way down the ice. And this will be blown dead against Florida, so they can't get their personnel changes. They've iced it with 255 left to go in regulation. The shots are 32 to 22 in favor of Carolina. And as Florida had gone on in that four overtime game in game one, they started to get more shots with each consecutive overtime and ratchet things up. Will that be the case? But again, we have 255 left to go in regulation. So Cotney Emmy. He's not taking the draw now. He got kicked out. It's Martin Hook against Sam Bennett. And Bennett will win this one clean. He's 9 for 13. He's been excellent in the draws today. As this is cleared in across the red line now. This will be a race now for Nick Cousins as the Bennett line's back out there with Kachuk. Again, they've done some things alongside the four-overtime game winner, courtesy of Bennett to Kachuk. As this is flipped in now for Aaron Ekblad, Antti Ranta will brush this side around the horn. And Brent Burns will get a long flip. Here's a... Bouncing puck, this will be offsides. 2.29 left to go in the third. We are still tied at one. His shots on goal read 32.22, and the shots per for both teams, I would imagine, venture to say around like 55 to 45, something like that. 2-0 and record in game two in these playoffs are the Hurricanes. <clears throat> that would be all important right now because they're just trying to get this series level at one. So it'll be a neutral zone draw. Mackenzie McEachern just trying to buy some body positioning, and this will go back to Jalen Chatfield. And now Shane Gossespierre. This is not an ice, as the ref will signal that, and Gustav Forsling flip this back down across the right side window, and Florida's got to get this one out. They will find it. They had good close support there just to make sure there weren't any mistakes. And near the right side, this bounces off the referee's skates, but this will be held in by Florida only momentarily. Now a battle between the players' bench. Mackenzie McEachern knocks down his man. On the Florida side, Carolina will recollect. There is a scruffle near the players' bench right now. McEachern can't get off the ice. Colin White can't get off the ice. Sebastian Ajo has it now. He'll gain the red line. We're down to a minute 45 left to go in this third. As Florida gets the steal, do they have a rush opportunity? 
It's two on three. They'll play near the right side of the wall. This gets blocked. Carolina now will collect with Sebastian Aho, but it's intercepted by Listerine near the left side of the red line. Carolina will try to shove this ahead of the stick, but it's dumped in. Delayed off sides of Florida, so this will allow Carolina to check back up with their personnel and attempt to go right to left. Third period, 115 left, tied at one. Here's a long chance, Seth Jarvis, and Bobrovsky will hold. Carolina will get an offensive zone draw with a buck 15 left to go in regulation as the shots now read 33-22. to 22. As these periods have gone on, as we've talked about between the four overtimes in game one, the energy level, I think, is still at an all-time high, but the shot production and shot rate has gone down exponentially because, again, this is essentially period number 10, and you're not even done with two games, and you're going to be extending this even more. Face-offs at 55% now for Carolina. They win it. 110 left to go as this is bounced. Lumberg will get this one down over Lister Ryan. And now Jacob Slavin gained the entry from Burns. Here's the bomb. And right into the stomach of Bobrovsky makes the save. Slavin at 83 miles an hour. And we'll do it again for Carolina as the shots are now 34-22. So that's really what you got to do right now for Carolina. You just get the shots you can. Try to pressure you can as, as much as you can in the last minute. Like, listen, try to make sure this doesn't go into extras. I think even for Florida, they'll take what they can get. They want to. They got the split. They got what they wanted. But whoever wins this game and takes this extra time, you got to make sure you get the win because... Paul Maurice, I think, said it the best when they asked about the winded bodies. He goes, everybody had the expenditure. It was the same cost on both sides. It was just one team got a win and one team didn't. As the towels wave at PNC Arena in the final minute, Oasis is a weekend side, so maybe people will be staying up a little bit later on the East Coast. It's the same time as it is for me, 10-14 Eastern, as this is flipped in, and Ronto will let this go for a nice 48 seconds left to go in the third. Again, the game one started at the same time at 8.15, just like this did. Didn't end at about 2.30 on that side, so we'll see if we will go just as long. Again, I will be here all the way with this whole thing, and the game store will be at wordpress.com. Another zone draw here offensively. Jarvis has a drop for Burns. He lets a shot go at pinballs. Bennett try to get this one out. He does. Here's a stretch pass for Kachuk. Goes a little too far. This is not iced. This is off the window. That was a dangerous pass for Ronta. It's going to work out, though. Here's a four on three if Ajo can find it. Here's a short side chance. Bobrovsky says no with the goal stick. And it's sent down the ice where Carolina has it now. Fifteen seconds left to go in the third. Jacob Slavin with a long toss. Brushes Bobrovsky. He's got a hold. Forsling tried to make sure it didn't go anywhere else, but there was no room to make a play, so Bobrovsky makes save. He'll hold on. We have 13 seconds left to go in regulation, and guess what, folks? If we don't get a goal here in 13 seconds, we're getting another OT, so brace yourself. This will be five overtime periods and combined between two games, because game one went four OT. The towels wave. It's another offensive zone draw for Carolina. Down to eight seconds now near the left side of the red line. Down to five. Florida just trying to get this out. They do. We're going to go to overtime for the second consecutive game. It's tied at one, but we need more. When we come back, we will give you overtime action. I promise.
Well, the Twitter space wants to fail, but I'm not going to be leaving here on the YouTube side, so we're just going to take this all the way through. Carolina cross pass, another opportunity for Broski. Try to get an immediately something on the OT side, and uh, we will take this again. Anthony DeClaire off the drop pass. This one goes a little wide off the slap shot. And picked up now for Florida. Here's Barkov, and he'll fire this right on as it's blocked by Auntie Ranta and sent down the ice. I'm not sure what the heck is going on between this uh, Twitter space, but uh, this just will not load correctly on that side. So for anyone that wanted to follow along on this call, I'm uh, not sure what to tell you on that side. Little Elon Musk issues, but uh, again for the audio recorder, I definitely have this all the way across on that end, and we will start this again whenever we can, as this is played back here for Forsling. This fired into the traffic, and Bennett is there, but this one gets blocked. And now Brent Burns has it, as he'll flip this one across. This will be blocked by Bobrovsky and sent the other way. Again, they showed a skeletal-like picture on Bobrovsky, losing like 15 to 20 pounds and playing a game with all the equipment. Here's a chance now for Verhege. Off the back end now with the help of Brandon Montour as Jesper Faust was there. And through the stick chase now, this will go back here for Sam Bennett. And Bennett now will sauce this one across as this is dumped in by Kachuk. And we'll take a look for Ranta as he almost got pickpocketed in behind the net. And Florida can't hold. They'll pick this back up right to left now with Kachuk. Play this here now for Itolusterine, and this will work his way off the backhand. He's going to try to drive to the net as Listerine. Still doing some work with it toward the forehand now. Get this in the high slide. And this is shot right on. Big rebound. And Carolina just brushes it away from Auntie Ranta. And we will see what the call is going to be on that end. And a power play is going to be called as Yusperi Kotniemi will get a chance. So I'm not really sure why the space had faded away on Twitter's side, but we're just going to power through it because, again, the official recording on my side, we always have that there just in case we have some issues. And uh, we have that there whenever we need it. So I will set this up whenever I can one more time as it's Emmy. He's going to get busted for a hook, and it's going to be a Florida power play, 0 for 2 with two shots, and they have an opportunity to end this one early. Florida, they've kind of taken some of the counter punches that Carolina's been able to provide. It's Kachuk, Barkov, Bennett, Reinhardt, and Montour. As this is sent back around the end boards now. Carolina trying to get this out. It's Florida. Right side down. Shapiro scores! The Panthers finish it off quickly. And guess who it is again? It's Matthew Kachuk. He says, let's get out of here. And he did it again. It was four overtimes. Now it's a single overtime. Matthew Kachuk does it again. And the Panthers take a 2 nothing series lead. He is a man on a mission. And the Panthers feel like the team of destiny. They do join the Miami Heat. They had a 2 nothing lead on the Celtics. And now the Panthers got a 2 nothing lead on the Canes. Off of a face-off win on the power play, it was Barkov. Pick it up near the right side dot. Nice cross pass and set up. And that was perfectly designed. Bennett, Reinhardt, Kachuk walks in and snipes. No chance for Ranta. And the Panthers have a 2-0 series advantage.
I can't believe it, but this overtime ends a heck of a lot quicker than the 4 OT, and the Cardiac Cats do it again. Matthew Kuchuk with back-to-back -back game winners, and it's going to be a 2-0 series advantage. As we go to FLA Live Arena in a couple days, I will see you guys tomorrow for the Stars and the Golden Knights. Peace, everybody.